liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. Today I have on one of my favorite YouTubers, one of my favorite rappers, in fact, Mr. Anomaly, Mr. Legendary Energy himself. Uh, great conversation. Great guy. Uh, I was actually on his his live stream last night and uh, getting really positive feedback. So hopefully we'll do that again. Make sure if you're listening to this and you liked our conversation, you go over and you listen to that one or you, or you go on YouTube and you comment down below, let him know. Let him know. Hey, I liked, I liked having that Clint guy on. That was fun. Before we get started, I wanted to uh, to briefly commend you guys because I know a huge percentage of my audience are the ones that stood uh, stood tall in the face of these unconstitutional, un-American, unscientific mandates. We we know which ones I'm talking about. Um, I can't believe your guys' courage. Two and a half years of the most full court press, non-stop propaganda campaign, fear-mongering, non-stop, name-calling, threatening your job, your livelihood, your capacity to feed your family, and thousands of you that listen to me alone stood up against that and said, no, not going to do it. Not going to do it. So proud of you guys. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is the CDC came out two days ago, as I, I discussed this with Anomaly a little bit later on, and they basically acknowledged that all of us conspiracy theorists were correct. Social distancing, optional. Staying home if you've been exposed to somebody that's uh, caught it, optional. Basically, do whatever you think's best. <laughs> it's just exactly what we've been saying for two and a half years. Uh, and there's plenty of reason to be mad. And don't get me wrong, I'm still very mad. But I think it's important that when you have a victory, you acknowledge it. And it was a victory. It's a victory to have stood up to that and to have gotten them to cave on the propaganda. There's no reason that they had to. They could have, like, had had we all gone along with this, believe me, they would have never admitted the lie. But because millions of Americans and millions of people across the planet just said, no, not going to happen. Not on my watch. I still get to decide what goes in my body. And you don't get to know about it. Such a basic freedom principle. Had we not done that, CDC probably wouldn't have changed guidance. And they certainly wouldn't have dropped the mandates. So this is a victory for you guys, those that risked and sacrificed so much. And I just want you to, to soak it in for a minute. And when you're done soaking it in, funnel it all into anger once again, and then make sure that the people that did this to us never hold the reins of political power again. All of them. Yes, that means Trump too. Anyways, uh, you guys are going to love this episode. Before I get started, I want to thank our sponsor, and that is careerhackers.com. As you're aware, inflation is 0% now because month over month it stayed at 8%. So Nothing wrong with the economy. I'm sure we'll be fine. But in case we are not fine, you're going to want to make sure that you are in the best position possible to 
maintain your lifestyle and to support your family, your friends, uh, when the, uh, what's it? S H T F T F. Yeah. I'll say it like that. Um, and I think it might soon. I think 2023 is looking real spicy. So make sure you head over to careerhackers.com. From there, you can sign up for the Daily Job Hunt newsletter. It gives you some information on it to stand out in the job crowd and make sure you can get that job of your dreams or start the career of your dreams, as I have done, thanks to you guys. Just living the dream over here. And it's all because of you. Again, free, cost you nothing. Go to careerhackers.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I am thrilled to have this guy on today, uh, a, a white rapper after my own heart. <laughs> my, my intro to my show is me poorly rapping. We have an actual talented rapper with us today, Mr. Legendary Energy himself, Anomaly. What's up, brother? Thank you. I want to hear your rap now. I got to hear it. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, it's nothing compared to what you do, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it was actually a marketing ploy. So, like, I started my show two years ago, right? And... I have all these, I'm a, I'm a libertarian, so I have all these liberty-minded podcasts that I listen to. So I was like, how am I going to get these people to pay attention? Like, how, how will I get them to know who I am? So I put out this uh, this song, and in it, I shout out all of my favorite influencers in the scene, Dave Smith and Tom Woods and uh, Eric July and Maj Ture. And now I've had, like, all of them on my show. So the marketing ploy worked. People hate on me for rapping poorly, but whatever. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so... I've uh, I've I've really enjoyed following you over the past year or two, because um, I feel like there's not a lot of people that understand that we're kind of in a spiritual war, but don't take it down like the biblical apocalyptic route. At, and it seems like you kind of you walk that fine line because uh, oftentimes, like I I see it as a spiritual war. I'm personally not even religious, but I'm like this feels like a spiritual war. So I'm just curious, what what is your perspective? Like what what are we what are we facing? What are we dealing with? Well, on the apocalyptic note, I find something interesting with like uh, certain Christians where like they'll always think that they're in the end times, right? Because revelation right. is pretty specific. Um, but the thing is, Christians have always felt this way. Because like imagine if you're a Christian in World War One, you know what I'm saying? In World War Two, and you're seeing like millions of people die and like your family's going off the war. You're like, this is it. You know, nuclear bomb blows up and here is Nagasaki. Like, oh, this is so this is not like anybody from like a heavily Christian family or like grandparents. They've been like everyone always thinks it's the end time. So I don't I don't think people should try to like predict their own demise. I don't think there's like it's a good idea because it always seems crazy. Um, so I don't I'm not down the apocalyptic route at all. And the funny part about, in my opinion, Christian <laughs> conservatives who believe in that, like in Revelation, I respect the Christian who's like, hey, I'm a Christian. Things are going to get bad. So I'm not going to trip over anything. But the same people that are saying they think they're in Revelation and the apocalypse is here are the same ones that are like sucking up to, to Donald Trump so much. Like he's going to save the country. Be like, mm. we can't be in Revelation if Trump's going to save the country because in Revelation, the apocalypse happens. So if you really believe the Bible, you wouldn't be thinking that there's this guy that's going to flip it around unless you believe we're Ooh. not in Revelation, which would be fine. So it's like they're, right, they're right, right. It, it totally contradicts itself. It's hilarious. But, well, uh, and, and, and wouldn't Trump be the false idol if, if that were the, you know, if like if you're worshiping him, shouldn't you be turning to God in this time? Right. In Revelation, absolutely. There's going to be someone who unites the world. I mean, it, like the original conspiracy theory, like they always say Alex Jones talks about one world government, which he does, but uh, it's actually in Revelation. They say there's going to be a one world government, one world currency. So I, I do get now why people are feeling like it's closer than ever, because that is probably closer than ever. 
Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I just don't understand why people freak out so much and get so emotional. But yeah, I would say, you know, I, spiritually, what changed my life early on was being like grateful, appreciative, present and uh, like, you know, good attitude. Like it sounds like even when you got in this, like say you were looking up at people being like, I'm gonna put their names in here. You, it sounds like you have a good attitude. You know what I'm saying? A work ethic. These are things that, you know, some like just so many people are just like negative and angry. And, you know, this is a beautiful time. You could do so much in this world if you just Absolutely. work hard and have a decent like attitude. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I like I face the darkness every day. You know, like there's a there's a ton of darkness out there. And I don't want to I don't want my audience to feel like, oh, if you're seeing it, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like the, the, the weight of that. But at the same time, like if you're going to face it, you might as well have some op like some hope, some optimism about this thing. And and like you said, like if the apocalypse is upon us, all right, well then just turn to God and ignore all the bullshit in the news. Right, like, right, <laughs> right. Why? Yeah, it, people contradict themselves, and I think you know, uh, as a Christian myself, a lot of Christians have like chased people away. I mean, I know when I grew up, I I became atheist and I like totally rejected it because I just saw what BS everybody was. Nobody really believed in it. They're just telling me to go to school, and I like I, I just rejected it completely. So similar to like the CDC and the FBI who are like, nobody trusts us. It's like, at what point do you take accountability and realize that people don't trust you because you're not doing a good job? And I, I would say the same thing to Christians, not all, but like, I think in America, they've chased a lot of people away. And, and some people act like deranged and weird about it, where, you know, I think the best way to bring people towards your political philosophy, your religion, or, or your community, intelligence community support is by just being better, you know, like you, you, people would be surprised how good of an idea that is versus like, you know, the CDC trying to like play tyrant and censor everyone who disagrees with it. It's like maybe take that bug eyed psycho and, 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 you know, give give her a break and let someone more credible take over. Like maybe that'll work a little better. I don't know, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I like I like having a, a more optimistic outlook just because I feel like if you're trying to influence people in like which if you're on if you're doing a youtube show if you're doing any of the stuff that we do uh you're trying to influence people like you may not it may not be overt you may not be like hey follow me but you're right. trying to you're trying to um have more of your ideas in the world uh, otherwise right. you probably wouldn't be talking publicly uh and and i just think that like if you're going to be one of those people why would anyone follow you if you're like just so if you're super black pilled and depressed all the time and you're like uh this it's hopeless, you know? Right. Um, so I always try, like, even though, and you're right, like the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, like that's some end time shit. Like <laughs> that is, that is right. very concerning to me. And I, and I think that, that we should probably face these issues with the level of severity that you might be like, okay, this is the apocalypse. Like it's all hands on deck. Uh, but at the same time, like don't assume failure. You know, I, like, I, right. I want people to feel as if this is a winnable battle because I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think it was winnable. And I ultimately, I think that good prevails. So um, I don't know. I just try and keep a keep a level of hope. Right. Yeah, that's all you really can do. And I think, you know, uh, everybody's been blessed with the opportunity to be here, make an impact. And uh, I think a lot of people, like I know for me, like if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be talking to someone anyway about it. So it's very therapeutic. Right. You know, it's therapeutic yeah, to yeah. and get you what's off your chest. So some people are way less happy, you know what I'm saying? Like they're like, you know, having problems. So they're just ranting and gaining an audience, you know, like in an angry fashion. But I get it though, because it's like, you know, it, it's it definitely is therapeutic to be able to like talk about what you're thinking, you know? Oh, hell yeah, dude. No, <laughs> and, and believe me, I'm, I am known for my rants. Like I, <laughs> I go, I go yeah. off sometimes, but, but it's I fun. just, I'm, 
yeah, it is. It's really fun. But I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, the reason I'm I'm ranting is because I have hope, and and I th- I just want my audience to understand that you know this doesn't come from a place of complete despair. It's like right. Like, I really I really think we're gonna win this shit, and and I know that sounds you know it it seems really daunting. It seems like an impossibility almost. But like, wouldn't slaves in the 1800s have felt like it was impossible to be free? You know, like. I, I think that everybody throughout history that was like facing the darkest times, soldiers in World War II, and you know, there's right. there's a litany of uh, of examples where it looked as if it was an impossibility to to ever see peace on the planet again. Um, and I just I think that like, in unless we are in in the end times, which we might be, uh, then I think that we'll see better days. Do you think Do you think that this is going to get real ugly before it gets better? It may. On that note, real quick, before I answer it, like CNN got some of their highest ratings at the Capitol thing. And the Mm. same thing happens on the right wing as well, where like a lot of people fear monger so hard. I mean, it is crazy, but it's like that's where they make their cash when everybody's freaking out. So it's like you I could frame it as like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Or I could frame it as like my ancestors used to have to hunt for food and my lazy ass just orders Uber Eats. And you know what I'm saying? And like I could frame it as I'm a truther and I'm so scared for my life. Or I could frame it as, you know, I've made money and like made a lot of interesting connections, met great people through putting my soul out there and and attracting them. So it's like my life has been great thus far. So I, I, I could frame it either way. You know, it's like everything is kind of perception. On that yeah. note, uh, it is fascinating. Like, I mean, I know as a libertarian, you and your audience knows, like, government is like a fat jab of the hut that just keeps eating everything. So it's like, you know, it's definitely getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And why I like libertarians is because, like, so many, like, like Trump Senko fans get mad at me. And I voted for him and I, I like him to an extent. But, uh, you know, like, they made government bigger. You know what I'm saying? They made oh, space for sure. us. They printed trillions of dollars. They signed the omnibus bills. Like, they're not libertarians. If anything, you know, in rhetoric, they're right wing, but in, in policy, they're left wing, you know, they're like more socialist than they are (laughs) Republican in my opinion. So it's like, uh, you know, like how bad is it going to get? I don't know. Like government just keeps getting bigger, 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 and more unhinged and more unhinged. And I can only pray that they, uh, have some sort of, uh, awakening and better people get in there and steer the ship around. I like Elon Musk. He says like, when he talks about government, he says, you know, like they don't do as good of a job as the private sector. That's a fact. And he said they're basically a corporation with a monopoly on violence. You know, like he says it like that. And it's like literally that's what they do. Like they're, you know, I think the post office does good work, but most other government industries just don't. <laughs> and in general, it's like, you know, like I'm impressed with their their service. But as far as everything else, yeah, I mean, how I, I'm optimistic, but it just, it's like job of the hut. They, they just keep swallowing everything up. And I'm like, yo, stop, <laughs> you know, stop stealing so much money. Like 35% taxes, like too much Dude, go the no. other way, but no, no one ever goes the other way. The Republicans are almost like controlled up where they're like, yeah, we're going to cut government and they never do. So yeah. I'm like, bro, I want taxes to be zero. If you, yeah. you know, 5% I'd be, I'd be fine with at this point. But Yeah, no, for real. I mean, like, uh, I am, I mean, I'm a hardcore and cap libertarian. Like, I don't want any government. But if we're going to have a government, I'd be like 10% flat tax. All right. Like 10%. That's, that's the church doesn't get more than that. Y'all don't get more than that. Uh, But the reason I left California was uh, actually like the, I mean, the primary catalyst obviously was the lockdowns. But the, uh, what really freaked me out, because I was a high income earner, because I I owned a mortgage company at the time. And and there was this bill that they were pushing that was going to have a 10 year clawback period for anyone that even 
fled, like anyone that immigrated out of California where they could continue to hit you with state income tax in the state of California. And I was like, all right, this is this is insane. So like did they pass if I, that? No, they didn't. They didn't oh, thank God. God. But but as soon yeah, I know exactly. You're like, I'm gonna there, get, yeah. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> but but when I when I first read that, I was like, all right, this is like this is the end end stage of you know totalitarianism in California. Because if you're at that point where you're like, I'm gonna claw back taxes against people that don't even live here anymore, right? Uh, that's next level. And uh, I mean, do you have any hope for California? I, I I still have you know my family's still there, so I'm still rooting for you guys. I, I know that like they tried to reimplement the mask mandates and. LA basically like the people just were like we ain't doing this again uh do you think that the people are waking up real quick in New Jersey they have a clawback sort of thing not that severe for businesses but I think if you leave the state after you sell a house like they do some sort of like leaving tax in New Jersey like oh which yeah, is yeah crazy but uh I, I United, mean, United States does that by the way the United States government like if you if you're um some sort of you know four or five million dollar net worth if you if you expatriate, if you give up your citizenship and you leave, they hit you with an exit tax too. So Bro, it's like this country is so crazy. It's wild, right? <laughs> this, they're so nuts. Uh, California, I, I would say to be optimistic because I'm not. I live in Orange County, which is pretty based. But uh, you know, San Francisco recently recalled their DA, who was bad, and they replaced uh, him or her. I can't remember if it was a guy or girl. And uh, in in um, LA. They're trying to do the same. And this guy, Rick Caruso, who's a big like uh, builder, he yeah. ran as a Democrat. I think he's a former Republican. I'm not saying he's your best friend, but like I do. Th he owns so many properties. I think he is really running on this premise of like, I can't continue to make money in this city anymore because everything's going to shit and I'm losing so much money. Like, yeah. I really think he'll do a way better job. And like, I mean, every one of his properties I've been to is like security. Like the guy gets it. So I. You know, if he wins, that would be a huge shift, even though he's a Democrat. He's like a no nonsense, like police backing Democrat. So that's that's like their new thing. I think even Eric Adams, he's a cornball. But like, you know, they're <laughs> like, I'm a Democrat. But like behind the scenes, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to crack down on crime. Like he's kind of low key doing that. So, I mean, I don't live in those cities, but I, I don't know. I don't know why California keeps voting Democrat for governor. Dude. Um, but either. in Orange County, it's interesting because we have our own prosecutor. We have our own, like, um, I would say concealed carry. Like, it's easier to get a permit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's almost like a different world. We still have the state taxes, which sucks on businesses and, like, certain things. But it operates just completely differently. And I, I feel the same with Florida and Texas. Like, obviously, I think they have better governing but if you live in like Houston, like I'd rather be in Orange County than Houston. No offense. It's like if you live in a big city in a red area, like some of the most crime filled cities are in red states like That's New Orleans. True. And so it's like, you know, I think local is 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 great. And my next move, if I move anywhere, I'm probably just going to go full red, you know, red state, red area, like, yeah. you know, that like save as much money as possible. But I do have hope because I think most people are good people and. I believe in localization. I think as things get worse, people are going to get tougher locally and just like unapologetically say like, yeah, this is our county, our community. We're doing this. And if you don't like it, go away. That's fine. Go go yeah. live in LA. Who cares? No, dude, I'm with you. I'm I'm big time into localism and, and getting the government as, as small and uh, as representative as possible, because obviously at the federal level, they don't represent shit for us. Um, well, I, I wanted to ask you because... Uh, you do, I mean, you're you go as about as hard as anybody who is a quote unquote Trump supporter. 
against Trump and his legacy. Um, and the fact that you're talking about localism, you're talking about, you know, getting down to the, the smallest government possible. You strike me as a libertarian through and through. So is it just the is it the third party can't win type uh, mindset that makes you say, all right, well, the, I'm just trying to buy myself some more time. So Trump is better than, than Biden or whoever the Democrats put up and I'm going to ride with him. Well, with Trump, I mean, people don't like this, but I, I just do reporting on, you know, what he did, you know, and like like the money printing. I mean, I got in a big debate with like, quote unquote, libertarian slash. Honestly, he's really just like a Trump dick rider, but like sticks Hexenhammer where like the people still to this day are like you got owned. And it's like you could say my attitude was bad or my you didn't like my joke or my ad hominem. But the reality of the debate was I was saying printing trillions of dollars le led to inflation was bad. And he was because he likes Trump so much. He was trying to make the completely non-libertarian take of like, no, that's fine when he did it because he balanced it. I'm like, bro, like you think Ron Paul sitting there being like, oh, yeah, just print trillions and nothing will happen. Like, of course, it's going to happen. So, I mean, I am I am very libertarian. I, I try like I'm a Christian conservative in some ways. I'm definitely way more libertarian on taxes and government. I right. guess, you know, this is my like thing and I don't know how to govern this, but freedom is good in the sense of like, I think you should be able to be creative. You don't want the government cracking down on science and industry like it ruins everything. But discipline makes a great man, you know, like a free man mm -hmm. can eat Cheetos every morning, but that's not going to do good. So it's like, you know, I know libertarians like they believe in the goodness of people and also in the badness of people where it's like, you know, it'll figure its way. Out. You know, you don't need these things and I, I think there's a point that libertarians are making like i always tell my audience say there's a hundred thousand police officers in like a really shitty area like south side of chicago you put a hundred thousand police officers republican leadership and everything there's still going to be crime there because the people there are not moral and they're doing like really you know violent crimes you put zero police officers in a town of a hundred thousand moral people there's going to be no crime so it really you know I do believe that like it matters like who's in office a little bit, but it really is community and the people there because in really poor countries in Europe, they don't have crime because the people there are not doing those type of crimes. You have like, you know, white gypsies stealing stuff, but they're not like murdering people on a daily basis. So, you know, it's like I do see the, the, the point of like government is overrated. I am more libertarian, but I guess. Yeah, if Dave Smith and the, the Mises Caucus, who always retweets me, shout out them, they're epic. <laughs> if they had a real chance, I would pro I would get behind them over, yeah. you know, over a conservative. But I guess I see the Republican Party like as the big wig right now. And I, I know that their base is mostly libertarian. They just they're, you know, into like the oh, that's my guy. And I like him better than like the storyline of it. So yeah. I'm just trying to let people know, like if Trump does run again and he's a front runner, you know, he wasn't a libertarian. He wasn't even like a, he went socialism. I think he went communist. He put in swampers, Pompeo, uh, you know, he put in Old a pharmacy man. lobbyist. He did so many stuff. I'm not like you You got to hold this guy accountable or else he's going to keep mis making the same mistake. So I would say no, I'm totally. like 50 to 90 percent libertarian. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm there. I just. I, no, I'm willing I, I totally to give you guys, I'm willing to, if I was president, I'd give you guys a whole state or something and just be like, try it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Experiment, experiment. Like, like Louis Farrakhan, sometimes it's like, yo, I believe in 
segregation. People are like, that's so bad. I'm like, I'll give you a state. You know what I'm saying? You get a state, you can, tr- you can try all black segregation. You get a state, you could try ANCAP libertarianism. And then yeah. if it fails, you can come running back to me and I'll be like, I t- you know? So I like the idea of uh, using states to and, and counties to try different things. Uh, I love it, dude. Well, th- this is why I'm such a big fan of the, the Free State Project in New Hampshire, um, which I was just there for my the right. first time. I went to Porkfest and uh, gave some talks on ESG and I was I was blown away at the community, man. And and just so you know, I, I'm I'm in the Mises caucus and you know, Dave Smith and I are have become good friends over the past two years. And um I can't I can't speak highly enough of the guy, you know, like but I also understand your per- perception where it's like, all right, you got who's actually gonna win the the reins of power? And the odds are it's Donald Trump, unless this bullshit with the FBI actually turns out to be something significant. But let's talk about that. Oh, so for the record, ahead. real quick, yeah, Trump is not like a top three person that I want. I'd rather, I think Rand Paul would be yeah, better for libertarians. Um, Thomas Massey doesn't have a chance, but I think he's better. DeSantis, I don't really know much about him, but I like the idea of him just calling Trump out and like, you know, because I think Trump gets babied so much by the right. If he had yeah. like actual people challenging him, he, you know, he'd, he'd realize it. But I, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see who runs. And, uh, you know, I, you could see some anomaly throwing some weight behind Dave Smith. Cause there I we go. There we go. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not, it's not out of the question. I'm, I'm a, I'm an open book. So I'm, I'm a watch how it goes. And if it's the right thing to do, you better believe I got, I got your boy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, I'll tell you too. Uh, I, have you met, have you met Dave in person yet? I haven't. We've been meeting the podcast, but we've kind of played phone, not phone tag, but Twitter tag. Yeah. So, DM yeah. tag. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, he is such a good guy. Like, it, as as brilliant as he is and as hard-hitting as he is with his political commentary, he's like a 10 times better person. So you're going to you're gonna love him. But anyways, um, I wanted to ask you, what, what's your what's your takeaway from the uh, the Trump FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago? I, I, I'm, I've gone back and forth. I had uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano on my show yesterday, and and he kind of black told me on this where he's like, he's like, look, I think I think they got him on something. And and I I have to believe that, like, if the unless the FBI is just going like full Stasi, uh, yeah. you know, you don't you don't do that raid unless you you have a smoking gun kind of mentality. But then I'm reading WAPO today and they're like Trump had nuclear, uh, you know, blueprints right. or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, that sounds like bullshit. So where, where do you fall on it right now? And obviously we're just guessing. I have Trump's truth today. I'll, I'll read it in his uh, words. He said, nuclear weapons is a hoax. Uh, and he said, you know, made them wait outside in the heat, would not even let them get close, said absolutely not. Planting information, anyone? Reminds me of Christopher Steele dossier. So Trump actually accused them of planting the information. So they're accusing him of, first they said nuclear documents. And I thought, my thought was I'm wrong, but I was like, maybe there it's like nuclear energy things. And they're trying to like hype it up like nuclear, nuclear. So people think bombs and codes. And oh, then they, they, you know, Washington Post literally said nuclear weapons anonymously, of course. Uh, and then Trump says they're planting it. So, I mean, uh, outside of what I think this is a crazy situation. You have the former president getting raided by the FBI and accusing them of planning information. It's kind of hilarious if it wasn't so severe. Uh, yeah. With that being said, I think they definitely want to get him, and I think that they they could exaggerate. But from what I'm hearing too, from people that like like Trump and stuff, like he isn't as tactical as everybody wants to think. Like he's constantly picking bad lawyers, bad advisors. Like 
when you have Ooh. say a room full of classified documents a smart person would have like lawyers look at it and you know you wouldn't even be around so you weren't and responsible for the movement of it you know you have like people that are to understand this stuff where like trump likes to do a lot himself or, or hire bad people so on one hand i think it's very plausible that they're exaggerating and lying and trying to frame him on another hand it's also very believable that donald trump's a goofball and he just did something <laughs> really dumb and you know it's yeah. like but they're saying it's this nuclear document that he had for so long and it's like if it was that bad why did you wait so long to raid him you know what i'm saying like if you really did have a nuclear weapon you're gonna wait nine months 12 however long they waited so nothing about the story makes sense and it it just makes me more like uh, appealing to libertarians because i'm not one of, like you know the trump supporters are going to be like he's 100 innocent he's getting framed i believe every word he says the media is going to say he doesn't and to me i'm just like i'm tired of this clown show where it's like we we talk about this stuff for eight years and then both sides print trillions of dollars both sides raise taxes both sides are expanding government both sides are funding big pharma so i i, I and don't the wars want yeah yeah, I don't want Trump to be like innocently attacked, but it's like, dude, I'm tired of this clown show because when push came to shove, they printed so much money. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't have to tell you in your audience, but the fact that Republicans, McConnell, Trump and Pelosi printed like more money in 2020 than ever printed ever before. Yep, seven I'm not saying we should get raided, but it's like, how long are we just going <laughs> to run circles around him like it's a Tom and Jerry show? It's It's boring to me now. I'm like, I'm ready for Rand Paul to come in and say, hey, the Federal Reserve needs to be severely downsized. Like, yeah. that's appealing to me, not like, okay, it's a plant. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm, it's just, it feels like a dumb show to me at this point. But I, yeah, I don't no. know. I feel you. Uh, I mean, my, my concern is not so much Trump, because as I'm sure you would guess, I don't much care what happens with them. But the my big concern, and I lost some audience members over this interview I did yesterday, but whatever, I'm telling the truth. Um, my my real concern is that the MAGA movement, because there is such a cult of personality behind Trump, that if like, can you imagine how how those how his like hardcore fan base and there is millions of people that are ride or die for Donald Trump, right? If he get if he gets perp walked in in fucking chains, dude, like, can you imagine what they would do? Yeah, they would de definitely. A lot of people would like freak out. All I ask of MAGA is like just. Be tactical, you know what I'm saying? And be strategic. Like, don't be emotional and, like, do something stupid because it's For only sure. going to backfire. And uh, that's even my issue with, like, the Trump situation. Like, first of all, I, I talk about this on my podcast, but it's, like, game theory-wise, if you say you're going to lock up the Clintons, you got to actually do it or <laughs> right. don't say it. First of all, yeah. either don't say it and do it or, or do say it and do it. You, the, right. one thing you do not do is say you're going to lock them up and then you don't do it and you give them power back they're going to try to lock you up so i'm not saying he deserves it but like you know it's like saying you're going to beat someone up when you see him and you don't like bro eventually like karma's you, you can't say that and not do it like you drop the ball either don't yeah. say it and don't do it or or, or get it done because he kind yeah. like he literally said he was going to lock up her, didn't, and now they get power back. Of course they're going to want to lock him up, whether it's right <laughs> right or not. Like, that's just right. how the world works. These are, like, professional gangs, you know, and in politics. That being said, same with the capital thing. Like, I don't – I have my questions about the election like everyone else, but strategically I'm like, what's it going to do to put everybody at the Capitol and tell them Mike Pence can overturn the election? Mike Pence – and people got mad at me for this too. I said he's not going to do it. He can't really, he could just send the electorates back, which is like unprecedented. It's not even going to really do that much like you think, because you just want them to win. And now what did they do by saying it and not doing it? 
they've essentially opened the door for Kamala Harris to do what they didn't have the guts to do. So it's like people don't realize, but it's like in pursuit of running around Trump, they're saying all these things and not doing it. They're screwing themselves over and just and just like scrambling up the the beehive. So it's like, you know, with with if Trump gets in trouble or not, like you got to think about what you're doing because I see Trump this way. And I used to really like him a lot more than a lot of people. Like his leadership, I don't see it like this. I see it like this. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> and like everyone's like running circles around him. Like, uh. like, did you see 2,000 mules? And I'm like, I did. But what, what if I told you that the Republican Party printed trillions of dollars and worked with Big Pharma? So even if this gets sorted out, you're still going to get bloated government just slightly worse. It's like, uh, uh, and we're like, uh. and then, you know, and it's like, I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know what MAGA is going to do, but they're. They're so interested in running circles. And I literally, it reminds me of Tom and Jerry, where you have the cat chasing the mouse and every episode, it gets so close, but it never gets there. That's like Trump. He's always just like, it's all so close, but it's, it yeah. almost seems like a joke to me. Like I'm not, I'm not even ruling out that it's like a big doofy show. So yeah, no, dude, for real. And uh, I mean, you have six years of this shit now. So it's like, at some point you're like, all right, the walls are closing in. And it's funny because. I've laughed off all the walls are closing in stories uh, for five and a half years or whatever it's been. Uh, but this this most recent one, just the fact that they're like, that's a huge escalation. And and I, I love the point you made because I hadn't I hadn't remembered that or thought of it. But the lock her up chance, you are you are shifting the like the Overton window in terms of political dialogue as well as political like recompense, like what you can right. do to your political opponents. He opened that fucking window. So like it's kind of on him that he, if you get a, if you get tens of thousands of people chanting lock her up and you got someone who's uh, you know deeply entrenched in the deep state the political apparatus uh, which is the Clinton family or the Obamas or whoever else like well you better be ready dude like it's kind right. of like come come for the king you best not miss uh right. type that's, mentality that's so. <laughs> perfectly said exactly come for the king you best not miss and it's like yeah. And he missed. I feel like he missed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and, and they missed. may not, because they they have a they have a lot of resources to go after your ass if if they if they want to. And uh, I just think that you know, the FBI probably doesn't raid him if if they don't think they have something, or or if they don't plan on planting something. I, you know, either way. Um, right. And I I'm just very nervous about like if say they don't even perp walk him, but he just is prevented from running in 2024. I know a lot of, a lot of, you know, Republicans will get behind DeSantis because he seems like the heir apparent to Trump. But I think there's a lot of people that are like, they aren't even Republicans. They're just ride or die Trump people. And, and, right. you know, a lot of, a lot of them are gun toting, you know, good old boy types. And I'm like, they, you know, I, and, and then you got all this push to, to label, you know, not just Republicans, but also my people is, you know, potential domestic extremists. And then you have the potential for false flags and all sorts of shit that, that could pop off to try and justify right. an ever increasing police state. And I just get real nervous, man. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, it, even with like the Gretchen Whitmer plot of 2020, everybody's exactly. against lockdowns. And then there's this thing that the FBI is involved in to make everybody look bad. Then you have January 6th. Now you had that like nail gun attack at the FBI where it's like, you know, if one person does something stupid, uh, you know, it's it's bad on everyone else. Like you said, they're already trying to people call people extremists for being just like a peaceful libertarian. So yeah. I don't know. You know, I think most people like won't really do anything, but they they to people out there listening, it's like they almost probably want you to do something so then they could frame you, arrest you and just destroy your political movement. So exactly. be very careful because. You know, the January 6th thing, it, it like regardless of what people think, it was such a gift to the Biden administration. Like 
Trump didn't really pardon anybody cool. He didn't do, he didn't release any great documents and show us like the moon landing or, you know, JFK, like crazy JFK stuff. Like he really just got his supporters in trouble, got all of us in trouble and then handed the keys to Biden to persecute us for years. You know what I'm saying? And what's going on to Trump? Like it's terrible, but like his supporters have been dealing with it for two years. You know how many Trump supporters got raided by the FBI because of his poor leadership and perhaps their negligence of being stupid on that day. There's like a hundred of them that are in prison right now. And he hasn't done shit to like even speak out on their behalf hardly. Right. And I don't think Trump should get it. Like, I don't think what he did was illegal, but as a quarterback, I think his leadership is sporadic. And, you know, the biggest thing that I'm simultaneously gaining a huge following slash getting people annoyed at is like 2021 really showed his true colors to me, even though he was out of office. He's out of office. He doesn't have a campaign. He's a citizen again. He has way more leeway to say what he wants. And he ran around the country selling Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, and Moderna as this human saving achievement 50 million lives saved greatest thing johnson and johnson on the stage like he became a pr team like a fact checker for big pharma and basically was just trying to tell his audience how great it was that he gave them a bunch of money in emergency orders and it's like to me i just felt so betrayed and i i'm i'm i've always been the type of person where like when i was young i was a tough kid like but i would never start a fight i'd always just defend myself or defend others and right. I actually like the MAGA movement, the Trump supporters. And I'm like, wow, what a deceiver this guy is, where they still think he's this guy. And he's running around proving that he's just like a vaccine salesman and, and a cover-upper for big pharma. So Dude. it's like, is this guy worth running in circles around? And like, he's really not. Like, I, I don't want, I still don't want him to get framed or anything. And I don't think he deserves to get in trouble. But he's proved to me that he's really not a good leader. And he's he's a selfish person. So it's like, who knows? Like you said, like maybe he really did do something wrong. Probably not, but I don't know. He's not the most tactical, like thoughtful person on a lot of things. So yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, all I care about uh, in terms of Trump is like that we don't end up in a hot civil war. <laughs> you know, like that's that's really that's my biggest concern. And you know, at the same time, like I I'm not gonna lie, there is like a shit poster, uh, you know, venom filled version of myself that goes like, yeah, dude, four more years of Trump after this shit show would be absolutely hysterical. And, I, you know, if, if like the empire is ending regardless, I'd kind of like to see it. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you about this because I know I know you're like you've been on this kick with me for the past two years, hard going hard in the paint against uh, the mandates and things like that. We get yeah. a, a, a new release from CDC says new COVID-19 guidance from CDC focuses on individual decisions. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's exactly <laughs> what we've been saying for two years. They go, <laughs> they go, those exposed to the virus are no longer required. Uh, by the way, if YouTube bans me for fucking reading the CDC guidance, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, those exposed <laughs> to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. Oh, because kids aren't at risk to this. What a shocker. And then it's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. Hey, now. In, where have I ever heard individual people can make individual decisions before? I, f- I, feel, I think there's a group of people who believes in that. What are, what's the name again? Extremists? Oh, no, libertarians. <laughs> Potential domestic extremists? Yes. Uh, by the way, I got I got written up by the, the Southern Poverty Law Center two weeks ago uh, or a month ago. And, and it's just because of my affiliation with the Mises Caucus. And this is wild to me because like they they were labeling everybody that was you know speaking out against the the vaccines or not not even the vaccines but just the mandates themselves like right. many of us early on i didn't have a real opinion as to whether or not the vaccine had efficacy or anything like that i you know who knew at the time but 
uh, early on, my whole, it was just a principled stance. It's like, you don't mandate what I put on my body and you don't mandate what I put in my body. So like right. the mask mandate, no, the injections, no, right. uh, seems like a very basic American ideal. And it was completely like thrown off during the, the past two and a half years. Uh, you had to have been stunned by that, right? What's that? That just the fact that the fact that like that it, it seemed as if you know this was kind of a, a a shared American principle. Like the government doesn't like uh, we've all kind of we've accepted the fact that like they get to tell us what we we can't put in our bodies when it comes to drugs and shit like that. I mean, I haven't accepted, yeah. but but like the American people have to a large extent accepted the fact that there are going to be drug laws. But to to mandate that something gets put in your body, not just mandate that something gets put in your body, but also that it's from one of the biggest businesses on the earth, and they have a fucking liability shield, so that if you get injured by it, you can't do shit about it. And it's like, and you have more than half of the people in this country that are cool with that. Like, it just blew my mind. Yeah, I well, I'm in one way I wasn't shocked, unfortunately, because I I predicted it in 2019 because I saw them try oh, for to real? sneak. I try, yeah, I'm trying to find my. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Force. I think I was calling it forced injections. Damn, I'm, I'm going to try to find the exact tweet. If you got but, it in 2019, you in, are in, psychic. In 2019, I said, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I can't find the exact tweet, but I said, you know, medic, uh, they're going to do forced uh, injections or forced inoculations soon because the left wing thinks universal health care is great, but it's really just government monopoly on health care. And the right wing doesn't understand it. And I was like, you know, mandatory injections are coming. I said that in 2019. Because, That's wild. And, yeah. And it wasn't even just like a prophecy. It was like they started trying to sneak it into legislation like in yeah. New York and, and California. And people really freaked out. Like shout, shout out to the base Jews. Like a lot of, uh, you know, Hasidics were freaking out. Yeah. A lot, you know, they were like RFK, like Dr. Shiva. So like with enough backlash, um, you know, it, it fell away. But then as soon as the lockdowns came, I also predicted it before the lockdowns even happened. I'm like, this is all I had a one tweet. I said lockdown. I had it all because I was like putting it together. I'm like, if they lock the country down with this new virus, of course, they're going to have a vaccine. And they're th this is going to be the big excuse to mandate it. So I saw it coming from a mile away. What was really frustrating, maybe not shocking, but frustrating was you then had basically the, you know, Joe Biden, CDC, all these people like lying, saying it's 100% effective or they thought it might be. And then if you accurately reported on it or you disagreed with it, they were fact checking so crazy. And like one thing I kept saying, because I'm always so accurate, like I don't I don't I'm not sloppy with it because I know how they operate. And they still yeah. will like like if I posted a CDC screenshot of Ron DeSantis's tweet where he quoted the CDC, they said, fact check the cdc doesn't agree with this and i'm like it's literally from their website you guys are such liars and they tried to act like there was no collateral damage so it's like even if i level with you and say that you know let's just say that the masking is amazing you know what i'm saying and it works perfectly and lockdowns work there's also something called collateral damage so when you lock things down kids got fatter and people got fatter so when people get fatter heart disease goes up diabetes go up early deaths go up. are you calculating all the deaths are you realizing like I had friends that were, you know, former drug addicts that had jobs and they and that job kept them away from the drugs. And now, you know, how many people overdosed? How many people were defeating their wives? Like this is all mainstream reporting. So it's like, are you doing a, a math and scientific calculation of how many lives are we saving? How many lives are we killing? No, they just said, this is amazing. Force masking is great. It hurts my ears. You know what I'm saying? I don't like it. Uh, it, it you know uh forced I'm injections you. you know you have no liability for side effects injuries under the prep act 
And whatever that number is, no matter how big or low, there is going to be someone affected. And you you will know that you have forced them to do it against their will and, and they needed to keep their job or something. So it's like I was always talking about this and they this is why I think the fact checkers are such evil demons. And like, you know, they're you know, what comes around goes around. And I know their soul is going to rot and they're going to feel terrible for the rest of their lives because they were in on it. Um, yep. and, and that was always the crazy part, not just that they were doing it, but how sleazily they were covering stuff up. And even though we saw censorship coming, I'm sure you remember like, dude, Alex Jones was on YouTube in 2016, 2017. Like there was no such thing as this really. So they, it went from nothing to something to something to 2020 was the great rollout of like anybody who questions the re regime is a science denier. I mean, it's straight <laughs> out of like 1984. I don't think people understand how, how, like how much the pace of this increase, like the acceleration of all of the rollout of like of censorship of mandates, uh, everything was just so extreme. This is why I actually got involved. Uh, as I told you earlier, I was a mortgage broker and I was very happy with my life. But then it, it just got to this point where it was like, if I don't speak out, like it's kind of now or never. Like that's really how I felt at the time, and uh, especially with the lockdowns uh, and the potential for you know uh, what you were talking about with the trade offs, like. The trade-offs in terms of lives that was the thing that pissed me off the most it's like look you can you can explain away like okay if we do all of these things we might prevent x amount of deaths from covid specifically but you have to bring up the counterfactual which is how many people are going to die because they're sitting in their homes getting fat and not you know blah 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 blah, blah. and and they never they never gave us that trade-off they never even like they they would ignore the fact that you are making a trade-off and and what what really bothered me and what i think is very symbolic of kind of the death of our civilization is that you were making a trade-off for the elderly and the infirmed at the expense of children you know like right. what what civilization survives that kind of a trade-off like that's that's just not that's not a healthy way to look at, at society or or your country or anything else and, and and I just I think we're gonna pay a huge price for it, man. Like I, I have I have two younger half brothers that are both you know twenty years old, give or take, and and I'm telling you, man, their lives are have been thrown into sup, such upheaval. You know, they were like seniors in high school when the lockdowns happened, right? And and they're just they just seem so rudderless, man. It, it it breaks my heart. You know, it breaks my heart to see all these young people that are like they've been trapped in their house for two years. They 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 have turned to the internet for any sort of uh, existence whatsoever. And they don't have any drive because many, like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but a ton of kids filed, uh, like, false un unemployment claims. So they, they just got, like, the COVID relief funds and shit like that. So, and, and since they live at home with their parents, they didn't have to go out and get jobs. So, like, talk about failure to launch. Like, we have an entire generation, or not an entire, right. but a huge percentage of a generation that is just, like, kind of in a, in a holding pattern. Right, dude, that's a really great point because uh, I'm lucky, like when it happened, I'm as blessed as you could possibly be. I was like 30 at the time, maybe 29, I don't know. I, I already work from home, you know what I'm saying? I was able right. to capitalize off of because I do social media where I had a real like childhood and there wasn't like even that much phones at the time where I had college. I mean, these kids in their prime of like socializing and having fun got shut down for two years, taken away from every great thing in high school and college, forced masks, taught to be compliant, taught that their smile, their face, uh, facial cues, like this is part of human and child development didn't matter. And, it was, and you were bad if you did this. These people are psychologically shattered, completely yeah. shattered. And like you said, a lot of them aren't working. There's now hiring signs everywhere. And, uh, you know, you don't see that many young kids working because they're 
psychologically just like completely scarred to the point where they don't even know how to function in society anymore. And they were taught by their teachers in the CDC that their smile and their face was, you know, meant that they were right wing and bad and, you know, like to be ashamed of it. It's so insanely evil. And, uh, you know, what the Democrats did was evil. And the fact that Republicans were so weak on it is evil. You know, that's why I go so hard and I don't even care what people say, because it's like, I feel like that's what who I'm, who I'm fighting for. And that's what I'm speaking for. I don't care if someone likes Trump too much and gets mad or someone feels this way. It's like, you know, you got tens of millions of kids that were psychologically scarred. You got tens of millions of kids who are younger that are even worse. You know, you got childhood obesity rose, which is going to lead to millions upon tens of millions of people to lead a healthier life mentally and physically. And it's just disgraceful. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly. We're like we're cut from the same cloth, man, I swear, because like that, that as much as I'm fighting for my own freedom, like uh, what I'm what I'm most fucked up over is the what they did to kids. Today's episode is also brought to you by Expat Money Show. They are an upcoming online summit by my friend Mikel Thorpe, who has been on the show expatmoney.com with over 30 experts who are focused on moving your life, business, and wealth offshore. It's free to attend. Expatmoneysummit.com is where you can reclaim your freedom from chaos and uncertainty. Topics will include how to secure your own plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, and decentralized finance to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, how and where to safely store gold, silver, and other precious metals, where the best countries are in the world to find freedom for yourself and your family, how you can get a second passport to travel the globe without restrictions and get in and out of different countries' borders. Man, Mexico's looking spicy, by the way. Uh, may have to check that one off my list. Uh, you will learn about a libertarian island haven, private cities, communities on the ocean, and food and energy independent towns in Latin America. Register now for free. Caution nothing. Go to expatmoneysummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what is happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Register now for free over at expatmoneysummit.com. Like I, right. and, and I, I don't think myself. they can't exa they, exactly know. dude. And, right. and like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm over here crying for my, my younger brothers, but what I'm really worried about is the, you know, the four to 12 year olds during that period that had started right. education and, and, and also kind of an indoctrination into acquiescing to state power and, and mandates right. that are unscientific. Like, like you, if you, if you think it's bad now, Imagine those kids that come up and they're like, yeah, well, when the government tells us to do something that's stupid and counterproductive, we do it. We don't we don't question it because I've been in public school for the past 12 years and, I, you know, I spent two years of my life masked up. And it's like, yeah, of course, any sacrifice is worthwhile. Very, very, uh, very disturbing. And I, I wanted to ask, get your take on this. This is like kind of breaking news. Um, author Salman Rushdie, who uh, it, for those that aren't familiar, he wrote a I think it was a book back in the 1990s. Um, uh, do you remember what it was called? I can't remember what it was called, but um, no. anyways, it, it was it was uh, basically he got a fatwa put out against him from the Muslim community, and and I, I don't I don't bring it up because I want you to you know give me your take on this particular thing, but uh, apparently he was about to give a lecture in Western New York uh, today, and about an hour ago, a man stormed the stage and, and uh, began punching and stabbing Rushdie as he was being introduced, and. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is heartbreaking. If it's if he's, I hope he's okay. I this just just happened. Uh, but the reason I, I wanted to bring it up to you is because this is, uh, I think it's it's fair to assume that the the trend of, you know how like uh, when like Milo Yiannopoulos and other right wing speakers were um, going to college campuses and you were having like riots, like Antifa was showing up and shit. I really do believe that we are we are creating kind of a a leftist version of. Um, 
you know, religious extremists, <laughs> you know, yeah. where, where I can see, I can see violence, uh, you know, against right wing people just because the, the media labels them as, you know, domestic extremists or white supremacists or things like that. Do you think that I'm, I'm, am I, am I being overly concerned for no reason? Well, I mean, definitely like the rhetoric in the media is just terrible. Like no question. I mean, I think it's on both sides, but left-wing media is like psychotic. I mean, I watched it for 10 minutes and I'm like, holy crap, this is, I can't <laughs> believe people watch this for like hours. Like, I mean, it's, it's literally like programming someone to be a full-blown psychopath, you know, just I, like everything. I totally about agree, it. So yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong. I'm reading about this guy. Is he, is he right-wing? Uh, well, he wrote, he wrote, uh, God, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, he, he wrote this really famous book that, that basically spoke out against the Muslim religion in some fashion. And, and because okay, of that, so he probably got stabbed by like a Muslim. Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, but I'm just, I'm just using that as an example to say like that, that's kind of the, the religious fundamentalism that I see, which is ironic because many of the, the people on the left do consider themselves as atheists, but they were, they react in, uh, you know, kind of a religious fundamentalist sort of way. So I'm reading right now because I guess this guy has been kind of like rough for a while or, or like targeted for a while. I'm on his Wikipedia. It said somebody failed to kill him in 1989. So it says on there August go, yeah. 3rd, 1989, someone tried to do a book bomb, I guess, to kill him. He was on Al-Qaeda's hit list. So yep. I guess he's been like heavily speaking out against Islam. It's like a former Muslim. So yep, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a, that's a rough one because, like, you know, I think people have the freedom of speech, but also people have the freedom to not like it, where when you attack, like, a religion like Islam, like, as aggressively as this guy was, you know, it's like their their rule is to not disrespect, you know, the prophet, and he just keeps doing it. So I'm not saying, he like, that's good because, obviously, this is America, if he got <laughs> stabbed in America, but, like, this guy's 75. I guess he's lived a dangerous life. So I guess... The reason I bring that up is not to justify it, but it's like, this is not the first time, I guess, they've come after him. So I guess it's oh, not no. a new trend for him. But yeah, 30, I mean, 35 years of this shit for him. But I, I think yeah. it was like the satanic papers or something like that. I can't remember. Did you, did it, did you see it in the Wikipedia, what he wrote? It was very, very famous satanic piece. Satanic verses in the fatwa. Satanic so verses, yeah. He's saying uh, cause immediate controversy in the Islamic world because he, he, he's... He was basically that, calling out the extremism within the, the Muslim religion, I believe. And saying it was satanic. The ver some verses were satanic. That was like his gist, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. definitely, you definitely don't say that. It's not <laughs> going to get you much favor in the Muslim world, you know. <laughs> no, <For sure>. no. <laughs> but but the fact the fact that he can, you know, he fled to America and and you know, thirty five years deep, you still have people that are hunting him down. Um, it just that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what I envision. If we don't have some sort of cultural awakening, where we go like, okay, we can have differences of opinion, but we don't have to. You know, ban people from speaking because a ban a ban of someone from speaking. If you have voluntary, um, you know, uh, customers, you have people that are just showing up to hear you. Like Dave Chappelle is a good example. Like I could see. Uh, well, wasn't it Dave Chappelle that just got attacked? He, I, yeah, it was. Yeah. So like this 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 trend line is very dangerous, and I, I just don't want to live in a world like that where like if you disagree with someone, you are justified to go up there and physically assault them. And this is where the whole the uh you know silence is violence or or words are violence type right. mentality gets really really disturbing because like words are not violence you can say whatever think, you want i think he's the perfect example because if you take like he's not specifically right wing he's not really left wing but he probably leans left he's he's like a very famous likable guy he's always made fun of everybody he's not yep. that controversial 
but the media has successfully radicalized people into thinking he's so bad that you have to hurt him. So it's like the media, you do make a point. I mean, like, luckily I've stayed out. Like if you, if you cross that threshold of pissing off progressives, they are just vicious. So, yeah, I mean, the fact yeah. that they're that mad at him, it could happen to anybody if it happens to Chappelle. Um, yeah. Well, the, the real reason that they hate Chappelle is because they do perceive him as being on their team. And, and there's nothing worse than an apostate, you know, someone who is, who, who walks in the faith and at least in their perception and then leaves the faith. Like those right. are the people that are, that get the, the, the brunt of the, uh, the anger and the violence. And the same with Salman Rushdie, you know, he was a, a Muslim, Muslim who then right, who left. left the faith. And, and I think that's, that's what's so concerning is that we now have, uh, you know, like political faiths. Like if you, if you're of the left, you can never leave. And if you leave, then violence is justified against you. Right. It's very concerning. And I, I wanted to get your take on this because this is a, uh, a wild ass video um this is morning joe hold on one second let me pull it up yeah while you're bringing it up i want to say like you know the left their rhetoric's terrible but i think the right could do a better job too because like of course i I watch like tim pool every week he's like civil war civil war like he's saying civil war because someone attacked an fbi office it's like the weather underground bombed the Capitol 40 years ago, you know, like presidents have been assassinated i'm not saying it's good but like you know there's been rodney king riots where yeah things are bad you know now i'm not saying they're good but like every little like just because some guy went to an fbi office with a nail gun and no one got hurt this is a civil war like no right. offense but he's just hyping people up lying fear-mongering and and making money off it. and same with like steven crowder like i don't dislike the guy but he's like war tomorrow war bro there's no yeah. war tomorrow you're gonna wake up make tens of thousands of dollars and you know <laughs> like just feed maga some maga porn that they just get angry about and then you're gonna turn the camera off and you're probably going to eat a fat dinner and take a nap. You know what I'm saying? You're not you're not doing anything. So it's like, you know, you have the freedom to say that. It's not like a chargeable offense, but as right. you know, no, like, you should I, still be responsible. Right. And like you said with Dave, where you're like he's an even better person than he is a leader where it's like as when you have influence like you said, like whether people want to admit it or not, you do have influence and they say great power comes with responsibility. So, sure. you know, you don't have to be a loser or a liar or, or weak but it's like if you're just screaming civil war and then you turn the camera off and just take a nap like you know like what are you what are you really doing you're like yeah. the right wing version of the left and i believe in like opposites attract so like these people are just fighting with each other all the time and ramping up tensions ramping up tensions like i actually got to kathy griffin the other day more successfully than anyone of course she's like kind of a psycho and left wing <laughs> but like i said to her i said hey kathy i'm gonna be completely honest with you and she responded i said uh one because she thought alex stein was tucker carlson's son i said he's not tucker carlson's son uh he was just joking and number two as a former fan of yours i said former um you know i think you're your own like worst enemy basically where it's like you can't just fight for fight the right wing all the time you have to take care of yourself and heal yourself and she said blessings to you where i was basically telling her like you're the problem but i said it in such a nice honest way where it got through to her because she's probably not a bad person she's just so emotionally caught up in this fighting the yeah. right and then people like tim are, are so emotionally caught up in fighting them it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy like civil war war trump fascist eh. all takes someone to come in calm and be like listen i'm not gonna baby you but at the same time like kathy you gotta focus on yourself and and, right. and she listens like i think i'm the only one who's got their door where it's like <laughs> you don't have to ramp up tensions you know it doesn't yeah. it, there's no intrinsic value to it except for media companies make a lot of money off it Nah, you're you're absolutely right, man. And and you know, in my better moments, I, I try and approach people online in the same fashion. It's uh, 
it's it's tough because there's such a huge incentive because you know you get the the positive feedback of like dunking on the left and um but I, your point it's I, I fun think, to dunk on them don't get me wrong i have my dunks. i'll be like i think nina turner's like the dumbest person on twitter you know i could have said something nicer but it's it's i'm not a perfect person as hoobastank said i'm not a perfect you know i i, I like to dunk too <laughs> uh, but i i take your point seriously though that like if you're going to talk about you know civil war civil war stuff like dude that's that's putting out a really dangerous energy into the world and and you know when i bring it up i always try and um make it very clear like i am not rooting for it like the the only reason right. i talk about it is because i'm trying to you know strategize and game plan to try and avoid that fate because I, I like no matter how bad tyranny is in this country and it's bad uh i still don't want violence man like that's that's absolutely the last resort that's why you know second amendment is always considered like that's the last line of defense like you don't go there unless you absolutely have to and i really i really hope that we can avoid that um can i ask you real quick I, and if you don't want to talk about it you don't have to but i saw a couple tweets from you uh at at tim pool is there is there an issue there or do you want to let that go yeah i uh i'll let it go and i talked about it yesterday but basically like uh i was booked for the show they booked the flight there was a storm so i was a couple hour delay i could have uh, made it for like most of the podcast but they locked the doors on me and said like you can't come and the issue was because i've actually never spoken to tim it was someone on his team he hasn't answered my message etc um i'm okay with it getting canceled because the weather but like i mean i literally could have made it i flew all the way there and they just wouldn't let me in if they would have just been like respectful about it or like like you said about dave and people don't understand this like you know yeah i do news analysis and stuff but when people meet me like i'm a nice person i'm a, I'm a real person I, if you ever came out to visit me or come on my show i would make sure you were taken care of and if something happened i'd, I'd make sure that you knew i cared and and i was For disappointed sure. i felt like his team just treated me like garbage was like treated like a layover like maybe this yeah. isn't meant to be and like just no, no nothing just basically like throw me to the side and like oh just pretend like you're at a layover when i'm sitting watching a podcast that they're not letting me go on it was just like really bizarre behavior. And then afterwards, I bought a separate hotel because the hotel that they booked me, it was like a little crappy one, but whatever. It was like an hour away from the airport near where Tim is. So yeah, because yeah, yeah. I couldn't even, they wouldn't even invite me on the show. Like they basically locked the doors. I'm not going to drive an hour into a different state and an hour back, you know, to the airport the next day. It made no sense. So I booked a, air, a thing right next to the airport, like two minutes away. And they're sure. like, oh, we're so sorry about, you know, we'll, 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 we'll pay for it for you. And and now they're trying to like weasel their way out of paying for it. So this is all I'm going to say too, is like, I saw Lydia uh, broke her wrist and she was on Twitter saying like, that's his like uh, assistant. She was saying that like she, you know, the healthcare didn't pay for it. And basically saying like, she didn't have enough money for it. She was worried. And at the same time, Tim is posting like chicken city ads in Times Square saying like, basically like, you know, I'm so rich that I could run these Times Square ads. And then he's tweeting things like you don't get into heaven if you don't have a lot of money where I get he's joking, but he's also just like flexing to say he's rich. Where <laughs> I mean, it's like, you're so rich, but your team's weaseling their way out of paying a couple hundred dollars for my hotel. You know, you like, you're clearly like not a good person. I've met people with hundreds of millions of dollars, $1. I don't care how much money you have or how, like I've met people way more famous, rich and successful than, than Tim and they're total sweet. I'm not gonna say sweethearts, but you know, saying nice people, yeah. and they, they're like they treat me like a human. His team treated me like garbage, and ironically, the person who didn't treat me well, maybe she didn't mean to, but she's like on Twitter saying, and like 
you know, I just feel like the lack of humanity there where like you're bragging about being rich while your number one employee is saying she doesn't have money to pay. Like if I, you know what I'm saying? I would be like, I got your bill. Like I had, you're, you're a great employee. So clearly like he might be a successful podcaster, but I just felt like his team was like the worst I've ever worked with. And it, it wasn't just because of the delay in the missed podcast. If they would have given like 10% humanity and like 10% like we value you and appreciate you, it would have all been gone, but they just kept really making it worse. So it's like, That's I'm right. over it. But uh, yeah, I guess on, I would never go back there at this point because it's in the middle of nowhere and I don't trust or, you know, like I don't trust them enough to ever go there because I always had suspicions about it, but I'm like, this is a great opportunity. I think, you know, it would be a great conversation. People have been wanting it. And like yeah. they just treated, in my opinion, they just like treated me terribly, locked me out of the podcast and really just made like no effort to to make it better. And then we tried to weasel their way out of paying for a hotel, which is just like pathetic. So no, I'm like, that, that, that's know, a pretty, pretty rough experience, especially if you came from Orange County, you flew out because I've been on Tipcast. I, I know what you're talking about. Like, that's a yeah. long ass flight, man, to, to get all the way out there and then be like, yeah, no, nope, never mind. I was, uh, in, right. I was in uh, Newark at the time, so I didn't fly oh, okay. as far. But I mean, oh, okay. it was part of my trip where I had a few things I was doing. That was like part of the plan. But, uh, you know, it, in general, it just like maybe the text was going wrong or something. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I messaged him on Instagram like pretty respectfully and let him know what it was. And he never answered me, like just totally blew me off. So it's like, you know, I it, it is what it is, but it's like. You know, I've heard, and this is like my nicest thing I could say where I, maybe he doesn't care, but it's like, you know, I know a lot of people who've met him and I've like never heard anybody saying like, he's a really nice guy. Or he's a really good person. I've only heard stories of like him just being a douche or condescending and like the way he talks to his guests. So it's like, bro, you know, you're never going to be happy. You got to treat people better. Cause like you're doing great and, and we're proud of you and we're glad you're successful, but I've met way richer and way more famous people than you. And they're like 20 times nicer than you. So, you know, having money and having a good podcast isn't like, you know, Napoleon complex where you just treat everybody shitty and like, yeah. you know, talk over your guests and like, like it's just, it can't be fulfilling. So it's like, well, dude, treat, treat people a little better. I'll just say this. Uh, I, I think that, you know, his, his platform, his show, what he does do, the, the reach that he has uh, paired with your analysis would be really valuable. So from my, from my, as a, as a fan, of both you guys, I, I hope that uh, that you know there can be some sort of uh, mediation and some meeting of the minds. And also, I've had on I've had on Lydia, I've had on Ian Crossland on my show, and and I think that they're both very nice people. So I I hope that it can be patched up. But I I completely understand uh, what happened and with you guys. Like part, that that would be the brutal. part that really got like when when it was going on. Like I could have made it to three quarters of the podcast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I landed at 7.30, it starts at 8. We would have had to drive there, but we could have made it for most of it. And basically like the response I was getting, it wasn't like, yo, well, it was just like, oh, maybe this wasn't meant to be. Like just treat it like a layover. Like, and I'm like, I just feel like, and I'm not, I know I'm not these people, but like if J if this was James O'Keefe or Marjorie Taylor Greene or even one of your friends that you actually semi-respect, would you yeah. lock them out of the podcast? Would you tell them to treat it like a layover? Like they could have been like, they could have been like, yo, come through tomorrow and you could be on the podcast for 10 minutes. Cause I watched the next two days. I was stuck in Washington. So I told him I could have came the next day. They had on one guest and they had like five people on, on microphones. They had like six people on microphones, five people, whatever, you know, and the guests were whatever. It's fine. I, but, and then like, they're like, <laughs> oh, we can't. And then I've seen other times where they have two guests on. I mean, they, they had Marjorie Taylor Greene and Thomas Massey on at the same time. Yep. They're both so high profile. They, they could easily have done their own, own, own thing, but they put them together. So it's like, 
if they would have literally just been like, yo, you could come through tomorrow and be on for five minutes, like that would have been fine. I don't need a whole show, but it's, it was right. basically like, just go away now. Like we're done with you <laughs> and I'm in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, dude, like, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, dang, you guys suck. I, know, but I feel you. I've been sure. I'm willing to semi apologize for stuff, but if they, if they reach out or he reaches out and like explains what's going on, it, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's real good. Quick, just... I found my tweet. I, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hit me I, wanna, I wanna read it real quick. So it's a no, it's a September 8th, 2019. I said, medical freedoms under attack in America right now. Unfortunately, most conservatives don't care, and most liberals don't realize that universal health care means total government control over the health industry, which will soon include mandatory injections if both sides sleep. So, 20, dude. 2019 and then i had a message because all the q people like were like oh the, ooh, ooh, trump's gonna save us and i said this was before the lockdown in march like a couple days before the lockdown i said they're gonna use this to push medical tyranny mandated vaccines government mandated lockdowns authoritarian power grabs even bigger speech censorship life will never be the same and trump doesn't have a magic plan to save you till the end of time that was in march 14th 2020 a couple days before 15 days of slow spread so I, i've been on it you you are on it, man. That's that's wild. I I have a, a decent track record, but I, I I don't think I have one that six months before the the uh, the mandates start to roll out. That's wild. I, Can I ask I, you uh, something real quick? I just have a. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but because like people want me to debate Sticks Hexenhammer again, which I would consider doing if it was in good faith. But like you know, as somebody that probably I think you've spoken to him, like you probably like yeah. both of us. I'm and that's I, I just had him on last week actually. Yeah, yeah. like who. Like with our big debate, like uh, of like, does printing trillions of dollars cause inflation? I said that inflation doesn't happen overnight, and printing trillions and doing what Republicans did uh, led to that slippery no, slope. You're that you're 100 right. Yeah, like that. It's like it's funny because I'm I'm self aware. Like I get like people might not have liked my jokes, and I might have like cracked like said <laughs> ad hominems about him. Like I'm aware that I did that because he was annoying me. But it's like the gist of the conversation. It's like if I'm wrong, I'm not. I've I've had bad streams before where I look at them and I'm like, yeah, I could have done better. But I'm like the whole. It's just like laughable that people still annoy me over that. Or I'm like the whole premise that is so goofy. And if you go to other countries, like Joe Biden and Trump aren't there, but every country is experiencing the same inflation because of the lockdowns. You know, like it's so obvious. I mean, it doesn't help when Trump, yeah, Biden prints more money. But like, I'm not trying to be rude to the guy because I, I actually liked him before our debate, but it's like, he kind of parades around as like some sort of like libertarian style and cap. Like that's like kind of the gist of like, but like he's, I don't know if he's always been this way or recently he like, he's in, he's, you, you couldn't tell the difference between him and like cat turd or El Donaldo Trumpo. Like he's turned into like the biggest Trump worshiper to the point where it's like, bro, the, it, it's like laughable to me as someone that doesn't like really hate him or anything. It's just laughable that he's not willing to admit he was wrong about that. And his supporters believe him. Cause it's, it's like, it, to me, it's not even like that. I've had way closer debates and, and conversations. Like this is like a hundred to zero. Like you're retarded uh, uh, without saying better <laughs> words. Sorry about that. I know That's that. Okay. Yeah. We're retarded. I, I messed up. And by oh, the I, way, I, just, just oh, for the good. censors to help you out, like that word is a dictionary word. It means to slow down in progression. So it's not it's not an attack on people with problems. Like it's a literal. Exactly. It's like saying dumb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's not an attack on other people. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what do you um, think about that? Like I don't know. No, I, I'd no, be willing yeah. to debate him again. But no, I mean I would love it if you guys would honestly. Uh, but I, I had him on my show, and you know I, I've done debates. Uh, I don't do debates on my show because you know when I have a guest on, I'm not trying to be 
hyper contentious. Uh, but when I am in a debate setting, I would have I would have pushed back against him way harder uh, in his support of Donald Trump or his his kind of explaining away some of his obvious mi mistakes. I, you know, from my vantage point, the fact that he was willing to acknowledge that that there was a bunch of mistakes in the Trump administration, like that's all I really wanted to hear him say, and he was willing to say that in a debate setting, I would have held his feet to the fire. Like, look, you can't you can't either lock down the uh, the the country or the economy. You can't print trillions, and you certainly can't do both. So right. if you do both, you own that. And, and you know, Trump, I'll never forgive Trump for it. And I, I yes, I know that the state governors ultimately had the power to do most, most of this shit. And ultimately, he didn't uh, <clears throat> order it from the federal level. But it doesn't matter. Like, if, if it were happening under the Biden administration, I'd be like, this is fucking totalitarianism. And it's coming from from the Biden administration. And I'm, right. I feel the same way about the Trump administration. And on top of that, the thing that bothers me the most about Trump is the fact that he put Fauci and Burks and all these other lunatics up on stage right next to him for the right. entire summer of 2020. And he gave right. them the legitimacy to then espouse their nonsense that allowed the state governors to do what they did. And you cannot excuse that away. That's my personal. Opinion. Right. And, and he signed, like I always say, uh, and I know people that like Trump just don't want to hear this, but he, he put a pharmacy lobbyist at the head of HHS. That's yeah, like putting dude. Bill Gates at the head of the EPA. And then he signed an executive order in 2019 to modernize influenza vaccines. And it was like this whole modernizing vaccine yep. thing put Fauci. Of course, he didn't hire Fauci. But like you said, you're totally right. He put him at the head of this task force. He didn't have to do that. That was totally his. And he could have fired him. He could have fired after he lost the election. He could have fired his ass. He didn't do it. He never like, I'm sorry, but like you, you at some point you have to acknowledge. And then even to this day, he doesn't acknowledge all right. these mistakes. He still lies you know? about it. Come on. I appreciate that you see that because it, it is a little frustrating when people don't. I'll say it on your show because I haven't really said it because people are trying to set up a second debate between me. I will debate Sticks Hexenhammer again with the satanic little marks at the end of his name, whatever it is, the, the mark of the beast. I will debate him again if he admits that he was 100% wrong about the inflation <laughs> thing because you know he was. Uh, my friend Andrew from Rebel News, he likes both of us, and he said, I, I didn't know if you were right, but I know you're right now. Like He admitted on air that Sticks was wrong. So if Sticks can be honest enough to myself, his audience, to say, I'm wrong, printing trillions of dollars and lockdowns did lead to this inflation. I'm not saying Biden's completely complicit. He printed more his issues on energy. like He's adding to it. But you have countries all around the world that didn't have Trump or Biden that experienced massive inflation because of the lockdowns and because of the printing. I'm not saying Biden's complicit. I'm not saying Democrats are complicit. I'm not saying Trump's the only one responsible. I'm just saying it's laughable to think that he thinks inflation happens overnight and that there's no way that Trump actions in 2020 impacted like inflation in 2021 and 2022. I, I, struggle, uh, like I struggle to even I struggle to even believe that Sticks believes that, like, honestly, because that's Thank you, Clint. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm like, I actually, I've watched him. I've watched several videos of him and I don't think he's dumb. That's, that's why I said like, I was, he's definitely I, not dumb. People, yeah. Yeah. People were like, people were getting mad at me, but it was like in real time, I was like blown away by him lying about that. Cause there's controversial issues that you could talk about war and foreign policy. We we're like, yeah, it's a gray area. This was so dumb. I kept saying you, I didn't mean to be rude to his audience, but I'm like, anybody who believes this is dumb. And like, he's like, you're attacking my audience. I'm like, I'm more like shocked that you're doing this. Like either I was like, you have to be lying, bro. Like I, that's what I was doing in real time. I'm like, like, do you, you agree that like he, he's, I don't think he thinks that, right? I mean, like, unless I, that's I, what I'm like, it's I, I mean, if, if he comes, if he comes from the libertarian school at all, which I believe he does, um, 
there's just no way he believes that. I mean, that like the 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 creation of money is ultimately where the inflation like it's since it's its inception and then right. you have obviously the circulation of money you have monetary velocity that that's when you start to experience it obviously there's also the shortage of goods which adds to inflationary pressures um right. but you know th this is my background so like I, I it's very it's very hard for me to believe that he believes that uh, just being perfectly honest but i i haven't seen that debate or if i did i saw it when it first came yeah. out uh, and i'm forgetting uh, exactly his argumentation so i it's all good yeah i'm not I'll, trying I'll to get i'm just saying i would be willing to talk to him and debate him again but he has to admit that he was wrong on that if he doesn't <laughs> want to i don't care and i'm not trying to be rude but it's like listen i i'm totally fine with him having a bunch of people that believe that obvious lie that he probably knows is false or he's just lying about and i'm fine with going our separate ways but if he can be honest to his audience and tell the truth to me and everybody and say you know what I just said that obviously lockdowns and 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 uh, printing money under Trump led to inflation and it doesn't happen yeah. overnight. Uh, then I, I'd be willing to debate and talking. But there if you can't go. do that, there's no point because I don't I don't want to spend two hours like talking about one thing that we don't agree on because it's right. it's literally so dumb to me that I'm like I I in the debate I was getting in trouble for ad homonyms because I I I didn't hate sticks before I liked them to an extent right. and I was just right. like. You can't believe that, bro. Like I, that's what I was saying. I was like, as like someone from like a more like libertarian-ish, he was like, I'm not a libertarian, but whatever you are, dude. Like no one believes that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's like a most Republicans I, don't even believe that. I'm like, I know. I, I, I was just I was shocked say. in real time that he was like actually trying to convince people, and he successfully did. I was just like, well, oh, the, yeah, the, I would love to debate again though. But he's got to admit that that was wrong. That's fair. The the gauntlet has been thrown. Sticks. You gotta. Gotta own it, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, all right, wait. Before I before I get get out of here, I, I want you to hear this clip because it, it blew my mind. Um, this is Morning Joe with uh, Mika and Joe or whatever the names are. Here we go. And the law. Well, you say appeasing the public. You're talking about appeasing conspiracy theorists, insurrectionists, yeah. weirdos, crazy people, fleet, <laughs> weirdos, fascists, fascists who are now going online talking about violence against the federal judge. Uh, these are people, you, like you Hypocrites. said, you're never, you're never going to win with this group. But, you know, you, you look at the people that are squawking the loudest. They're yeah. the people. It's, you know, it's what you expect. Someone who's guilty and know that justice is about to come down on them. It's, it's how you expect them to squawk. So <clears throat> I really, I, I, I think there's way too much chatter. Uh, about uh, the concern about these right-wing extremists and fascists. I think you call fascists fascists. And if people are, and if fascists are going out making threats, um, uh, and I think what you do is, uh, you know, you, you go after them uh, with the law. And, there's and that, it, but there's the, also... The rule of law. And if you have people on uh, cable news channels mm -hmm. that inspired violence uh, leading up to January the 6th, and then we're shocked on January the 6th <clears throat> by the violence that took right. place. And then after January 6th, pretended like they weren't shocked by the violence that took place on January 6th, and they're doing it again. Well, you know, uh, there are legal channels for that too when people uh, obviously get hurt. There's, they're being very reckless, they're being irresponsible, but there's an underlying theme about what's been going on in Trump world since January 6th, the investigation really took off. And this, this is the theme. He's not being taken down politically or legally by- And the law. Oops, sorry. 
Uh, so what do you think about that, man? Because you know we we are we are commentators, uh, yeah. political comment, and and basically they are they're calling for state violence against people that say shit that they don't agree with. I I'm very concerned about it, man. I got distracted by the Ukraine flag as his profile picture. It's like. <laughs> An American citizen, like the fact that like Adam Kinzinger has it before the American flag, it's like no matter how pro-Ukraine you are, you you can't represent the country you live in. Like it's so wildly pathetic. I just saw that. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I guess technically they were saying people who make threats, we need to go yeah. after that. But I mean, you know what they mean by such, that. Yeah, though. they're such shills and, and liars. And, uh, you know, Mika Brzezinski, I know her father was like a massive architect of foreign policy. Joe yep. Scarborough is just a little sneak. And, uh, you know, in general, it's, it's interesting because they were calling people like fascists, which to be completely fair, like there are people like there are like people who believe in the Communist Manifesto, quite a few of them. There are people that exist that like do believe in fascism. But when it comes to Trump's movement, I would say like less than 1% like actually are fascists. You know what I'm saying? Because like there are like there are communists and there are fascists, but like they're in the Trump world, they're they're far. They're, they would let him do literal socialism. They don't care as long as he puts a smile on. So it's like exactly. there isn't that doesn't really exist on that side. And there's a book called Color Communism and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. He was a black communist in the 1900s who's also defected and and became a Christian again and realized like how bad communism was. And in that book, it says that back then, even in the 30s, anybody who rejected the communist plans, uh, they would call them fascists. KKK members and he said if you were black they'd call you an Uncle Tom so it's like it's just funny that they're it's a hundred years later and they're doing the same tactics where it's like if you disagree with what we're doing you must be a fascist it's like projection because it's like they're not all communists but if you do believe in like a one world government if you do believe in like you don't believe in the constitution if you think liberty's bad if you think government intervention's good like you pretty much are a communist you know I'm not saying that like if you if you start reading fascism and like you know like like repeating it for line for line i'll be like yeah you're a fascist but like the people who believe in this communist ideology of total government control they see everybody as fascist because it's like that's their you know historical opposition so they're just like fascist 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 yeah. we need to come for them i'm well, not scared of them but it is i mean it's just creepy that they're existing. well what, what what concerns me is that you know to to call on the state to go after political dissidents <laughs> it's fascism i mean so this, right. I, i've had james Lindsay on my show and um you know he he has this great great line called uh the iron law of woke projection and it's where they they constantly project whatever they're calling us they are right. currently doing and and i just think this is a perfect example these people behave like fascists and by the way mandating a product from one of the biggest businesses on earth to go in your body and then being up there as a talking head to, to say how anybody that pushes back against this is a fascist well right. you're actually being a fascist is uh it's gaslighting to the extreme it drives me crazy right and it's interesting because like say like right-wing fascism versus like left-wing communism if you go around the world i'm not saying duarte from philippines is a fascist but he's more of like a right-wing hard ass you know he's like a right-wing sure. authoritarian like he's doing the mandates crazy. It doesn't matter all over the world, the left wing to right wing, like extremist authoritarians, they were all heavily pushing for the most part, the, uh, you know, forced vaccination. I guess the only one who wasn't was like Lukashenko of uh, Belarus. He he basically said, just drink a, a vodka and go in the sauna. 
You know, like he was like playing hockey. I was that's like, the, hey, that's the best advice anybody got. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was hilarious because he had this huge mustache too. And I'm like, okay, this guy, like they're not going to let this guy get away with it. And like two years later, it's like war against Russia and Belarus is with them. I'm not saying they planned it, but I'm just saying I, I knew when he said that, that it was only a matter of time until the global people find a reason to hate him. And oh, what do you know? It. We're at war with uh, Russia and Belarus. It's fascinating. Yeah, what shocker. Uh, well, hey, man, this has been uh, an absolute pleasure. I, I knew it would be great. So thank you very much for joining me. If you could tell people where they can follow you, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Instagram at DreamRare, D-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E. And uh, I would say the easiest place is DreamRareLinks.com, D-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E, links.com, all one word. And it's got all my links. So if you like YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, Facebook, I, I got I got everything. Killing I even that. got a TikTok so they can steal my data. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of people on there, you know? And Oh, uh, dude. The, yeah, I mean. That's the that's the downside of it. It's such an easy way to go viral. It's like if you're not fucking with it, you're kind of making a mistake. And I I haven't I haven't done it because I'm too I'm too concerned about the spying apparatus. But I, I probably ought to just to get some of my better rants well, out liberals there. Liberals have all my stuff. Zuckerberg has it. You know I don't want true. China to get jealous. So the, the yeah. liberals who probably hate me more than China have all my stuff. So I figured you know spread it around the world. Maybe I'll give it to like Iran next. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, everybody also also go out there and follow him on Twitter at Legendary Energy. He's one of my favorite follows. Uh, thank you again, man. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. I knew I knew we'd have a good combo. Appreciate you. Hell yeah. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, if you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. You can sign up over there, become a monthly supporter. Doesn't cost you much money, but if you support what I'm putting out there and you want to see more of it in the world, it's the best way to help me grow the show. Again, libertylockdown.locals.com or link in the description so you can pick up one of these killer Liberty Lockdown shirts. Care of toplobster.com. Love you guys. I will catch you in about 24 hours with the great Alex Stein. Oh, we ain't done yet, folks. No, no, no. Don't you go anywhere. Well, if you don't like profanity, I'm actually, I'm speaking to my mom directly right now because she listens to my show quite often. And when I have a more humorous guest on and I am extraordinarily profane, as is the case with this episode, uh, the back end of this episode. Shut it off, mom. Shut it off. Don't listen to your son say bad words. It'll make you sad. And then you'll text me and then I'll feel bad. So if you have the disposition that my mom shares, where she likes me to make serious points and leave the profane humor to the side, you may not want to listen to this episode. But if you are the type that likes a little Legion of Skanks action, you're going to enjoy this one tremendously. As I had on Royce from Revenge of the Sis, another great YouTube channel, as well as my friends from Tower Power Hour, a.k.a. Tower Gang, Mr. Jose Galasan, host of No Way Jose, as well as Top Lobster, the greatest graphic designer in all the land, the man who does more merch for libertarian-oriented podcasts, and now he's branching out, folks. I don't know if you've heard, but this man is a, is a mover and a shaker. You guys are going to love this episode. Those that are sensitive, shut it off right now. Tune in tomorrow for my interview with Alex Stein. For those that like comedy, enjoy this one. Welcome, everybody, to another live stream edition of Liberty Lockdown. I don't do live very often, but when you have a man as suicidal and humorous as Royce from Revenge of the Sis, you just have to go live because you don't know. You don't know. He could be dead by tomorrow. I might be dead by tomorrow, guys. So, you know. 
you'll be lucky. This will be the last broadcast you get. Um, <laughs> so so Royce, Royce got a, a strike on his channel today, and uh, he's not taking it very well. I had a strike completely... on my two strikes on my other channel yesterday. Hold on, uh, let's really let's what, really what's your what's your other channel called again? Day Wave one. I did my Day Wave oh, show, day wave. Yeah, yeah, stupid yeah. show, and. I don't know, man. I got hit for the in the middle of my episode. This is a weird one. In the middle of my episode, I got hit with like a spam and deceptive practices as, as if my show was like one of those Bitcoin scams or something. And I don't. It was a normal show. It's the second time that's happened. Last time I appealed it and they said, oh, well, we're sorry. We're idiots. So this time I appealed it. They go, no, it's you are. And I'm like, I'm what? So whatever. And then I got hit because I made fun of a midget. I, I don't know, man. Look, I, I can't keep up. And then RTC got hit today because... I played a news video of a kid drinking of Smirnoff ice, which I thought was funny. And there we go. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we got a fan in here. ROTC rules. Your people, your people ride deep. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your show, and I'm a huge fan of you as a as a human being. So I hope I hope you guys bounce back. Obviously, yeah, you'll we'll be, be on Odyssey. You'll 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 rumble be right. on the, the the whole on the whole right the the whole right wing menu of every alternative site that we try <laughs> to use. But at the end of the day, it's not pre installed on a phone, so it doesn't matter. No, you're exactly right, dude. That's like the whole barrier to entry is if we could just get these fuckers to put everything on a phone. So Bro, the only thing, and again, I hate rooting for Elon Musk, but I really do hope Elon Musk comes out with like a phone that's not bound by Google and not bound by Apple because that might be yeah. a game changer because that's the reason, man. A lot of people talk about these alternative sites and it's not that there aren't good ones because there are. There really are. Like Odyssey's done a really good job. They were crappy before then a good job. Rumble yeah. was okay. Um, so there's other sites that do good, but the problem is, is that most people are stupid and unless the YouTube comes and pre-installed in my phone machine, <laughs> I'm not going to go download the Odyssey app. I'm not going to go do any of that. So yeah. unfortunately, like that's the beast. They're the beast. And if you want to make it, you got to play ball. Yeah. If you can't get in the Apple or Google store, you're pretty much DOA, at least in terms of like mass adoption. It's, it drives me crazy. Well, uh, I'm, I'm getting canceled today too, by, by what my own audience. Do? Uh, I came out with a, a live stream with Judge Andrew Napolitano, who's one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. we were talking about the uh, the FBI raid. And and in that, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating, saying so I'm being canceled. I mean, I had three angry emails, so it's no big deal. But right, right, right. Uh, but uh, basically, you know, his his perception on it is that it's highly probable that they have something really serious on Trump in terms of like, you know. And serious in air quotes. I mean, obviously, right. the, the FBI is is corrupt as all fucking get out, and his every prior administration has done worse things than Donald Trump. So I'm not I'm not saying that he deserves whatever they're going to try and do to him. I'm just saying, like, because the the state itself, the deep state or whatever, has been pursuing Donald Trump relentlessly for six years straight now. The fact that I think that they may actually have him on something means that they're going to run it to the rocks. They're going to take it as far as they possibly can. That's my opinion on it. People are upset with me for it. Whatever. What, what What's your thoughts on it? Well, no, look, I, I am not I am not a person who doesn't think that Trump probably hasn't done some shit. And I'm also a believer that he's done this. What they're going to get him for is going to be something that every other president has done, but technically is illegal. That's what yeah. happens all the time, because, look, when when um, it's Al Capone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when George W. Bush, you know, got elected, the, the staff took a bunch of stuff from the White House. They took the W key from all the keyboards like then And also the other truth, the other fact of the matter is, like, if they're saying it's confidential stuff in reality, if that was in his possession, he was a president. He can make anything unconfidential without telling anybody he doesn't have to. Right. He was a right. president. So of it's going to be this is going to be one of those like, well, when 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 
were they when were these things not confidential when and the argument on his side is going to be like i i made him in confidential the moment i grabbed them and it'll be a back and forth do i think they have something on him maybe but i also think that they're running out of time i think it's it's a combo of maybe they have something but i think they're running out of time november's fucking coming bro november's coming and it's it's right there and what's starting to happen is like you could do this you could do this now but you better not miss and and that's and that's been my thing like Whatever you're doing now, you better not miss because I said this before and I and, and I mean this like there is a lot of people, a lot of people that have been done with Trump, by the way, me included, that have been done with Trump. But when you do shit like this, you get a lot of people like me who go, you know what? Just to spite you, because that's what riles me up or riles me up more. It's like at this point, it's like enough send if you send a message you have to look they're done man i think that there's going to be a big flip in the house in the senate coming in 2022 does that really mean anything no because most republicans are fucking pussies um <laughs> but they are they're fucking pussies and, and they really oh, are. i know dan crenshaw's the 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 the, the top tier clit of that pussy <laughs> because whenever you fucking stimulate him all the other fucking rhinos follow so <laughs> I, I'm I'm stealing that line. It's all yours. <laughs> fucking take it. I want everybody to make fun of Dave Mitchell anytime they fucking can. I hate that guy. But but that being said, here's here's the problem. What's going to happen is going back to what you're saying. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to go fuck you. Enough, enough. Because I think people have fucking had it. They're falling apart. They have to take their shot now. Because if everything changes in 2022, it's going to be different. But here's what I'm going to say. When stuff, regardless of what happens with Trump, because that's not the most important thing, by the way, which you're trying to make people pretend that's the most important thing. I'm not saying it's not important, but it's not. Right. This is the most important thing. The most important thing is when Republicans get back in power, if they get back in power, unless they fortify the election with more pizza boxes. Um, 81 million. Come on. Um, <laughs> we're not that stupid. So. Uh, but but my point is like here's what's gonna happen. What's 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 gonna happen is if they're gonna go in there and if they don't start fucking investigating Fauci, investigating all these people that, that we've all they've been screaming at how bad they are, and if they don't, then we're done. We're done. The Republican Party will never win again, and they don't deserve to because Democrats win because they have fucking teeth and they're shady. Republicans have no fucking teeth, and whenever they're in power, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Everything's fine now. We got to bring the country together. Hey. You know what? We're smaller spending. Democrats wanted to pass a seven trillion dollar bill, but I knocked it down to six point eight. Look at us saving money. <laughs> Abolish the IRS. <laughs> well, this is this is my my issue with the right wing and why I kind of I almost have more animus towards them because it's like they they pretend to be one of us, you know, in rhetoric. They're like, we see all the corruption. We're with you. Yes, the Constitution matters. And then they turn around and they're like. Hey, uh, we're gonna, you know, end up funding the FBI, and we're gonna re up all like fight the FISA court, and we're gonna re up the war on terror and and the Patriot Act, and they just do. They basically like they give us lip service. Like the left, at least, is overt. They're like, "Fuck you, we aren't gonna do what you want ever." Like, in fact, we're gonna call you Nazis and white supremacists and all sorts of crazy shit. The right wing is like, "Nah, we're with you. We're riding with you deep, bro." And then as soon as you turn around, it's like knife. It drives me well, crazy. I, I, th I think I think that in this what I've said this before and people get mad, but I really mean this, which is I respect Bernie Sanders more than Mitch McConnell, 
yeah. more than Mitt Romney, more than any of them, because I don't agree with anything Bernie Bernie Sanders says, to be honest with you, maybe very minuscule amount of things. However, you know what? Bernie, Bernie is who the fuck he is. He says, I'm doing this. I'm basically a communist and I'll stand <laughs> behind it. And you're like, okay, I, this guy's nuts, but at least you know what it is. Instead of like what you said, instead of every time I've been seeing Dan Crenshaw or Lindsey oh, Graham yeah. or any one of these others fucking rhinos going like, this spending is crazy. This spending bill is nuts. I go, no, I don't want to fucking hear it. You gave $88 billion to Ukraine, which by the way, really $100 billion, to Ukraine, because if you start adding up the little $100 billion, oh, one yeah. billions we've been giving them, it's about about 100 Appreciate but whatever but with my money then you don't care about my money you don't fucking care Eighty-seven thousand more irs agents yeah you like that too republicans like that too anyone republican that's pretending that they fucking don't is lying because they want money too what now it might be to give it to israel or it might be to give it to saudi arabia <laughs> or it might be to i don't know build like a Boeing. Bunch of airplanes we never use exactly yeah. bro yeah. exactly so yeah. you know, or, or or reinvested in fucking windmills. I'm I'm just saying, like, so many Republicans have fallen for that clean energy shit. We're fucked, bro. And not I to know. be blackpilled, but yeah. Well, I mean, th this is this is why I'm involved with the Libertarian Party because it's mm -hmm. like I've just I've spent so many years, and I know everyone goes, oh, the Libertarian Party's never going to get power, so why waste your effort there? And I'm like, okay, but so what? So then I I put my my resources and my time towards the fucking GOP, which is going to give me lip service, but then when they're in power, just like literally <laughs> murder me you know like I, yeah. I just i can't i can't go down that path and it it's very frustrating and i feel like i feel like a lot of people actually there's leftists too that feel the same way where it's like yeah. they don't get what they want from the dnc either um and there's just no third option and and the reason there's no third option is because everyone says there's no third option and it's like well if we all just actually voted our conscience i think we might actually be able to do something because in the gop like if ever this is the honest god's truth if every republican was thomas massey I would be the biggest Republican advocate on the planet. Like, but there's one of him. There's one. Right. And then then the rest of them are basically suck. I mean, there's like maybe eight that are okay, but then the two, rest are just two awful. thirds of two thirds of Rand Paul. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I always go two thirds of Rand Paul because every once in a while you're like, you voted present on that? Oh, dude, that was that really and I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, he brought uh, in Sweden and Finland to the to yeah. NATO. Or he didn't he didn't vote for it, but he he withheld President. his vote. I still need. You know who would have voted? No, your father. Exactly. Uh, and that's I was a Ron. I was a Ron Paul 2012 guy. I think. Yep. Look, man, I lean libertarian. I, I I always have. That's not something that I've ever, ever really you know. Hey, like I'm very into personal freedom, and I'm very into that. But also, the Libertarian Party up until recently was a fucking joke. You know, not pretending right. that. The, oh no, it was. It was a joke. Like Joe Jorgensen out there fucking like Black Lives Matter rules. And I'm like, okay, then no. Then I'm not even looking. I don't want to anything you say after this, I don't care anymore. You know, it's like these dumb things. And it, you're like, not you're not being actively anti-racist, Royce. I mean, I'm sorry. Under Ron Paul, motherfuckers were minting their own silver coins and getting yeah. visited by the treasury department with guns <laughs> like that's some badass libertarian <laughs> shit not like we like black lives matter and we think monkeys should have abortions that will pay for them at the zoo what <laughs> ron paul should spit in your face <laughs> and that's how i feel about that but i look i want a third option everything everybody does right but in reality 
it's not even and i will agree with you because obviously like i said i fucking the first time around i voted for gary johnson buddy so do you uh, think yeah, i don't yeah. know you don't think i don't fucking know yeah you know the pain but the second time i voted for trump um and uh the the one thing that i'll that i'll say is I, there's no perfect candidate right everyone's gonna have different views and everyone's gonna have everything you know that are gonna contradict with each other so that's why I always lean towards whoever's going to leave me the fuck alone the most and whoever yeah. is going to. And that's why DeSantis fucking rules. Like, and I mean that, look, there's always anybody could change and he ever could turn to a piece of shit. I hope he doesn't. But as of right now, I live in the guy's state. Right. And like, yeah, so do I. Honestly, what's he do? What's he doing? That's that, that, that every it's more freedom. It's, it's my do whatever you want. Hey, you know, if your kids don't want to wear masks, they don't have to let the parents do it. It's I'm always for that. It's like, you yeah. know, do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm and I'm a big proponent of that. Look, there's some stuff he does I don't like. I don't like how he, you know, chills to Israel. But I'm like, you're not going to be the governor of Florida if you don't. Unfortunately, that is a truth you have to live with. Yeah. You cannot be the governor of Florida if you don't, because that vote is too big. I don't, I don't think that libertarians give that enough credence. But yeah. I, in fairness, you know, he has a congressional record that says that he may he may be pro israel in a in a more sincere fashion i don't know i have no idea I, yeah. honestly i'm not i'm not super gung-ho on him being the president of the united states but i would love for him to be the governor forever or the the uh yeah. lord emperor of florida if that if that's a possibility look if we could split off to like our own like you know warring states i'm fine with that um <laughs> i'd rather not war but yes yeah, so we could split you want to know my problem with DeSantis running for 2024 you want to know my problem with DeSantis as president you want to know my biggest issue i do my biggest issue with DeSantis becoming president is that he'll be ruined because mm. the, everybody, no matter how, how, no matter how well intentioned they are, no matter how great they were at the thing they did, it breaks you and, and it does. And, and you will give in on your values and, and you will do some things that people go like, but that's not what governor DeSantis would have done. Yeah. But president DeSantis has to, you know, you have a Pentagon now, you know what I mean? It's not the department of agriculture here. So, um, I, I think that, that that's, that's one of the, one of my, one of my concerns with anything, because, you know, man, I mean, look at Reagan, everyone's like, Reagan was so good. I'm like, look at his last two years. Was he though? Machine gun bans, you know, amnesty, amnesty to, to illegal aliens. Like, I don't think that was a win. And all the Republicans were like, that's, I'm a Reagan conservative. Well, before or after his brain was jelly, like, <laughs> you know, when Nancy was the president for the last two years, you know? <laughs> It's weird that we've had two presidents in my lifetime who had like obvious brain damage. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely leads me to believe that this is like uh, I should have known that the empire was ending. You know, <laughs> we have two even presidents bro, that are brain damaged. But here's the thing, bro. Even Reagan, at his worst, was not as bad at some of the stuff that I've seen <laughs> at Biden. And Reagan did it at the end of his second term is when he's got True. bad. Up until True. then, he was okay. Joe, Joe came in swinging. We're year one, bro. We're year <laughs> one, and we got a jelly fucking brain. Just shaking a fucking Chuck Schumer's hand 37 times and not even realizing it's the same person. We're fucked, bro. And he's not. And by the way, he's not running again. There's no way. Because when you already see Nadler and all these other people going like, well, we're not going to talk about it. That means that guy ain't running. It's going to be Gavin Newsom. Oh, man. I think you're right, actually. I think Gavin's going to run. And you know, the other one that I've been, uh, I even though like his track record as the uh, transportation secretary is horrific, but uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think Buttigieg, he, he comes out of McKinsey. And I don't know if people are aware of this, but McKinsey is a consulting firm that has a, a 
smaller percentage acceptance rate for employment than any of the Ivy League schools. It is that exclusive yeah. to get into that into that industry. And and once you're in McKinsey, you work there for four years, you don't get paid shit, but then you come out and because you are formerly a McKinsey consultant, you are just like the golden parachute for the rest of your life. Like whatever, whatever job right. you want, wherever you want. And and I just think that Buttigieg is just like, he's fucking, he's scary, man. Super scary. Yeah. And it's also fine and funny that Buttigieg didn't, uh, wasn't a gay guy most of his political career until it became fashionable, which I think is funny. I'm not making, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know no, that. Look it up. Uh, okay. No, for real. Like he, he didn't really until <clears throat> later on in, in, uh, into his political career when it became fashionable. Right. Uh, he dated chicks. Like you could look it up. Like he dated chicks <laughs> and stuff. Like it's not like this guy. This guy, you know, has been with women. But honestly, I do believe, and I'm not saying this is Buttigieg. I do think Pete Buttigieg is gay. But uh, <laughs> I, just to be clear, Pete Buttigieg is the part that used to be an insult, but now I could just say it. Pete Buttigieg is a big gay, and you can't get mad because you are. Um, <laughs> I have uh, I have people asking me repeatedly if digits yeah. are off limits. I feel like I'm gonna get myself in trouble for even asking this question. Is this an inside joke with your show? Wait, what is it? Say it again. It says wait, midgets are off limits. Oh, so here's the thing with midgets. <laughs> um, so here's the, is this gonna I, be hate speech? Are you gonna get a strike on my channel? No, I don't promise you. I promise you. I'm very okay. good at not. I mean, I know my track where it doesn't show it. <laughs> you're like, I got three today. You're fine. You're fine. Well, I'm not gonna do anything bad. I promise you, you're not gonna get affected by. But I'll give you the, the fucking too long didn't read. My buddy JJ Stoner, who does a a show, has something every Wednesdays called Midget Wednesdays, where he you know looks at different midgets on YouTube. Now, <laughs> that being said. He's not mean to them or anything. He's just, it's interesting. Like midget wrestling or whatever. And this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have a midget in the building. <laughs> What's up, man? The host of No Way Jose, Mr. Jose Galasan. Thank you for joining us. We're, we're discussing midgets. If you could hold on, we let, let Royce finish his story, please. So this uh, midget um, apparently was, um, he didn't like him being made fun of. And. Yeah, JJ Stoner came on my show and started talking about this midget. And this midget is now making a like documentary about why you shouldn't hate midgets. And um he was on <laughs> Ethan Klein's show. He went on Ethan Klein like H3H3 H3 show <laughs> after already being pissed at JJ. And then now all these people have been coming after JJ because you know of of the midget stuff but because jj was on one of my episodes that one that he was on that's the episode that got the strike oh shit. um because i may have called them ant butt and that's fine <laughs> no get a big butt for midget i'm not even in, i'm not saying that's bad that's a good thing <laughs> it's it kind of comes with the territory does it not yeah i mean yeah, so that's I, it. I don't want to say anything more about midgets i don't want to soil your fucking thing <laughs> i no, love this I comment Pete, Pete was long digging hose left and right. Now he's fond of the dong. <laughs> I gotta say, as a short person myself, I think short people merit the hate they get in our society. Uh, they're usually <laughs> awful people. Uh, I feel like it's like any think. any hated minority. There's usually some truth to it. And there's Randy as a Newman. short person myself, there is lots of merit to not liking short people. Randy Newman was right. Randy Newman was right, bro. Yeah. Randy Newman was fucking right. He hated those short people, and I get it now. Yeah, there are exceptions right. to the rule, but you know, there's the rule for a reason, you know. If there I wasn't like... if there wasn't short people, what would I do with my catapult though? Like <laughs> it can't handle point. someone my size. That's true. But listen, my size uh, either. 
Uh, I like Peter Dinklage until he got like all like, oh, midget shouldn't beat in seven dwarves. I'm like, they yeah. won't should. Exactly. Huh? It, it's like, oh, I just I just love that he made his bread and then he turns around and he's like, don't let any of these other short fuckers in the door. <laughs> yeah, we're done. It's like the Sarah Silverman. That's what I call the Sarah Silverman effect. Sarah Silverman, who's one of the raunchiest people in the world that used to make man. She had one of the funniest but brutal rape jokes and all the kind of jokes she would make. And then she got all woke and then she was like, I don't know, guys, we shouldn't be joking about those things. And I'm like, this is you in blackface. This is you in blackface. <laughs> and then I'm like, which is like there's 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 a big problem with people closing the door behind them. Howard Stern does that, too. Howard Stern's another one that became oh, big yeah. and then he closes the door behind them. He's like, and, fuck your freedoms. It's like, we all fought for your freedom to talk shit on the radio. And now you just turn around and backstab. That was terrible. Oh, by the way, now that that fucking bitch Nikki Freed backed out. By the way, I well, knew she it. I knew, I yes, she backed out. Okay, then cool. She backed out. She's like, oh, I'll do your show. And then I was then I, you know, talked to her press secretary. And she was like, oh, yeah, I should do it Tuesday. And then I kept emailing and they stopped emailing me back because I think they figured out who the fuck I was. Oh, and, oh she um, she backed out of coming on your show. I yeah, thought you meant she backed I, out of the campaign. I thought we got no. a little scoop here for a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> she, backed, she backed out of coming on my show. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Then Dude, I'm I saw, not going to lie. I saw her. pretty sexy, though. <laughs> oh, get out of uh, here. Angles, bro. No, it's not. Yeah. Look at her interview with Stuttering John. It'll change your mind. Okay, I, I know. You. Jose well, just loves thick legs. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I, I love thick broads. Talk. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Look, man, let me tell you, coconut milk mommy, Tulsi Gabbard, now she could get it. Okay? <laughs> She's hot, but she ain't thick, dog. Uh, I, I hung oh! out with her. I hung I out with her for like an hour last week. She's she's a very smart, very nice person. I I was stunned. I was. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna stop with the mommy milkers jokes. <laughs> I'm not because okay, I'll probably no, never meet her. I think she no, has please. very nice boobs. I, I refer to them as uh, in in my prior iteration before meeting her as Maui mommy milkers. Ooh, and, I like uh, that. It's a good name, but, uh, but not anymore. You're a professional guy now, bro. I'm you a can professional. Stuff. I can't. <laughs> I can't be talking you, about women like that anymore. You can't. No, you have to respect women. <laughs> on, Tower, on Tower Gang, I reserve. I, I get to let out my more animalistic self, but on, yeah. on Liberty Lockdown, I try and keep it real. Uh, by the way, we may be having Top Lobster in here. Anyways, Jose, go ahead and tell people what you were just uh, you were just interviewing uh, someone on. What was the topic again? Oh, the the Michigan governor kidnapping bullshit. You know how yeah. that ended up being complete nonsense, which ironically was exposed by BuzzFeed, uh, which is was a weird the weirdest hero. You know, but um, you know we never would have guessed that. But yeah, I had Brandon Caserta, who was like the uh, he was essentially like the poster boy. Uh, the feds use that was a photo that always got trotted out of like look at these people because he you know he's tatted up he's got this trying to like you know militia guy and then the MAGA people found him and there was an anarchist flag in the background and then they were like oh my god you're some Antifa fuck and then come to find out he's actually like more like me and you Clint not quite sure I think you're more conservative Royce but uh he was he's straight up like a fucking Lysander Spooner you know uh, kind of anarchist so like he was going through the, the literature he reads and was there, I, I know he's probably not going to incriminate himself but was there any truth to them actually no. like going along with the plot according to him at least from his side of thing he wasn't even technically a member of the group that they fucking like tried to have him up for and apparently he had like less than 10 pro closer to five actual physical meetings with this group that they were supposedly trying to implicate him as being like some conspirator of it, it, was, it was pretty wild it's a wild story I definitely people go check that out uh it's i normally put my shit behind a paywall after i stream but this one i didn't so it's up now right now Perfect. so you can check it out but yeah it's a yeah it's pretty wild because like he goes through it and there's like nothing 
Like, <laughs> like everyone assumes that like these are just some idiot like gullible fucks that like the the feds kind of like entrap them, but they didn't even really entrap them. Like, well, they didn't even like. I mean, it's almost what? like this game the feds play, and they didn't even like you know honor honor their side of the deal of like, well, we have to at least convince you to it. Like, they didn't even do that really. Uh, yeah, it, well, it I mean, wild. there's there's a reason people assume that about about these guys is because the FBI has a long track record of taking like literally mentally handicapped people and talking them into doing crazy shit. And then sometimes, oops, they don't stop them. Have you guys read that book? There's a, the Rob O'Neill book. It's like, a, I just, I'm reading it right now. It's like, where they go into it. They think he was like, a, there was some sort of weird Fed experiment going on with Charles Manson. There's a lot of stuff to support it. So, yeah, I've yeah. I've heard I've heard podcasts <laughs> with that guy. I haven't read the book, but yeah. I think it's I think it's totally true. I mean, it, this is why I I I'm constantly walking this fine line between like trying to stay somewhat in the normie realm and like being the most insane conspiracy theorist in, on the planet. And I don't like I fall on different sides of the line all the time. But on when it comes to you know like particularly domestic extremism type shit, I think it's like. 99.8 percent complete bullshit that's my honest opinion royce what do you oh, think for sure we, we got a big terrorist problem uh, first off listen i i am not on the normie side i am all on the conspiracy <laughs> side so that's you got me here i i 100 don't care anymore and i used to try i used to try to be reasonable yeah. and i used to try to be like i don't know guys that sounds crazy until you go like holy fuck they did what <laughs> So you see the sources, and you're like, yeah, "It's a fucking source." <laughs> I know. You're like, there, I'm, "There's a video of it." That's no, true, though. So now I'm just like, "Bro, look, I, I know there's some stuff that's I don't believe everything. Obviously, I'm not one of those crazy people that believes everything. But when it comes to corruption, and when it comes to FBI, when it comes to false flags, that stuff, I believe wholeheartedly, yeah. wholeheartedly, because they've been they've been saying it now. They've been saying it now. They'll do it. There's there's that Muslim guy. There was that Muslim guy that they basically tried to talk him into doing a terrorist attack. In the line. guy didn't. The guy didn't want to, and they basically kept pushing him. Just like, all right, fine, if you'll well, leave me alone. And and they did it by by yep. picking out some like incel Muslim dude. Yep. They get this smoke show Muslim chick on on Twitter or Facebook mm -hmm. or whatever. They're going back and forth for months. She's like saying. Basically, like, I'll be with you, but only if you become, you know, as radical yeah. as humanly possible. And he's like, but I just want to, like, have a family. <laughs> you right. know, like, it's so crazy. But but what's wild is the government will will deny all like the entire premise of a false flag. But guess what? As soon as Russia says, uh, you know, that they're about, uh, as soon as Russia's about to invade or like mm -hmm. they were they were gearing up to invade our government comes out, our CIA, our, D, our, our uh, Department of State comes out and they say, Beware false flags in Ukraine to justify the invasion from Russia. And I'm like, oh, so they are real. Interesting. Well, just just like when, remember they used to call us crazy for talking about the deep state. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the deep state real is real. And it's pretty cool. And you're like, what? <laughs> like I, the constant shifting Overton window. I, I like post-election article where they're like, here's what we did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I actually read that one on my show. I know exactly what you're talking about. And Me it was too. like. Yeah, we totally stole this, but just don't say stealing it or you'll be kicked off of every social media. We didn't yep. steal it. We tactically acquired it. Well, <laughs> from that article, we, we I, that's what we call on our show. Because of that specific article, 
we've been saying fortify the election because of that article. They said instead of steal, they say fortify. So the only way we get away with it on YouTube without getting in trouble for, you know, saying the 100 percent totally legit last election was most secure election is to go. Thank you. They fortified it with pizza boxes to make <laughs> sure they, they were so sure they were right. They didn't even want anybody to look at them until they were done. That's why they covered the windows. It may make sense. I don't think there's any reason to look into it. I mean, they they honestly and legitimately fortified it through Google and Facebook and Twitter. And I mean, that that's that's the thing that drives me crazy is like the, the right wing gets all caught up in this. Like, we're going to we're going to investigate. And I'm like, look, folks, the entire apparatus is set up for you to not be able to get to the bottom of this. You're never going to know. Like you can just, you can accept that reality and realize like this system is no longer reformable. This is why I've become uh, so much bigger a, a fan or advocate for peaceful secession is that I honestly don't think that this is a ref like, even if you were to get say, say Ron DeSantis is as good as some people believe that he is. Right. And he becomes the president and he actually does all of the things that we would hope that he would do. Do you think he survives that? No, he's dead. Look, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he doesn't live. And here's why. It's a perfect example. Like you just said, these things are set up so we never get to the bottom of it. When was the JFK shooting? We'll still never really get to the bottom no. of it. There's really good ideas. There's very good theories. There's stuff out there that I believe. But at the end of the day, we're never going to know for sure because those people, actually, a lot of them are dead. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's so, 50 years ago, and they still won't tell us the truth. And we'll never know. I think that maybe we'll know maybe maybe when we're dead makes our yeah. great grandchildren know but we'll never like that's what always happens with these with with these you know crazy conspiracy theories that people say oh you're crazy oh this and that like i think one of the biggest one of the biggest weapons that they have and that they're very good at using is that they they mix wild and crazy things with things that are reasonable and they mix them together and then they go, oh, what? You think that there was something up with 9-11? What? You think it was a controlled demolition? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not my concern. Right. My concern is who actually wanted it? Or, right. where, Are you a fake planer? You actually thought planes happened? But that's exactly, <laughs> that's, that's my point, right? My point is, like, they mix these crazy things. And I'm like, oh, wow, all their passports survived? Really? How? Yeah, yeah interesting. And and I'll, I, I will be having on a no planer. Uh, next week, Mr. Jinx, <laughs> Mr. Crack Connoisseur. So, it's hard to know what's real and what's not with him, though. It could just be him fucking That's around. true. That's true. He could be trolling. <laughs> well, and I and I, I'll also have on Alex Stein next week, who's who's one of those guys that believes pretty much every conspiracy, it seems like. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm going to be going deep down <laughs> the conspiracy hole, whether I like it or not. But as long as the guests are entertaining, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, we all agree Sandy Hook's bullshit, though, right? One hundred percent. Um, I don't have $49 million, but I'll nope. tell you this, guys. Can I tell you something that you guys are going to love? My name and Mersh's name are both currently sitting somewhere with the January 6th committee. Because if Alex Jones got, if they got two years of Alex Jones text messages, then he definitely has my name and he definitely has Mersh's. So the January 6th committee has my info. And I'm not oh, scared shit. of you, Liz Cheney. I'm not cool. scared of you, Liz Cheney. Well, uh, I don't Jealous. think you have anything to worry about because Rudy here says that Royce is Mossad. Don't listen to him. I fucking wish. Man, I, I, I feel it. I feel inadequate here. I have one dude that's like involved in the Alex Jones trial. I have another guy who's already going to hit piece from uh, SPLC. I'm, yeah. just, I I'm trying so hard and no one's recognizing my efforts. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. 
Hey, buddy, I also have a hit piece from the SPLC. Oh, did you too? Oh, yeah, man. I'm OG, bro. 2017 hit piece on me. They called me Cuban. Spanish was my first language. They called me a hardcore white supremacist. Oh, we talked about that at Disney World. I forgot about that. Okay. I, that, that's funny because at the time I don't think I had been written up by the SPLC. So like a week later, I got written up. I think they probably saw we were hanging out together, and they're like, "Well, this guy Welcome is affiliated." Club. To, to be fair, some of my Hispanic friends are some of the most white supremacist dudes I know. Oh uh, hell yeah, yeah. Hop lobster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> well, he wants to be white. <laughs> Look, man, I don't even give a shit. If I don't even give a shit if I'm not welcomed in the fucking ethno state. As long as the rest of these, I could say it, Spicks, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm fine. All right? I am guys, very, very self-hating. You guys are in a unique position where you can kind of just like play. You can go whatever side you want and act like you never went for the other side. After. No, here's yeah. the perfect, I play both sides and, and, see, and see who comes out on top. Like yeah. Mac from Always Sunny. I play both sides and see who comes out on top. <laughs> Thanks for having Tony Kukoc on with you. What I don't know. Tony Kukoc, the <laughs> basketball player. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if is he saying one of us or you. I don't know. I, not me. I, I don't, don't think I really Oh, you, yeah. You're too young and you don't like sports because yeah. you're gay. Uh, well, I anyways. play sports. I just don't watch them like a fan. Oh my god! Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. I play sports. I just don't watch them. I don't even have a TV in my house. Shut up. Watch TV. So, so what do you? How do you guys think? How do you guys think this plays out? Because uh, my my honest to god thesis is that that all right so here's here's the rumor mill today late late day because i am forever online and constantly trying to stay up with this topic because i think it's honestly i do think this is like a precedent setting big big deal like to to raid and i'm going to call it a raid because that's what it was to raid a former president's house is a big big deal so if you don't have the goods you don't do that so yeah my the moment the moment you're blowing a safe off and it's it's a raid like that's yeah. not something you do with a normal interaction yeah yeah and you're in there for fucking 7 hours and allegedly according to Eric Trump they told uh Trump's lawyer to shut off the surveillance while they were there and i'm like what so if eric if eric is lying then i obviously retract this but if he's telling the truth that is fucking wild. And why would his a lawyer of all people actually shut off the surveillance? I'd be like, absolutely not. I'm, sh- I'm not going to shut off the surveillance. I'm going to catch you guys planning shit. Anyway, so here's my, my operating thesis. And this is the, the rumor mill right now is that allegedly Trump had documents of nuclear materials, like information. Like, I don't know if it's like production of a nuclear bomb or what the fuck or why, why he would actually have had that shipped to his house or why he wouldn't have turned that back over. But if that's true... If that's true, I think it's very plausible that they will be able to get him on enough of a charge that he is not able to run in 2024. So my question for you is this. What the fuck does MAGA do if if there's a perp walk of Donald Trump? Because it's not impossible to imagine that happening. They're going to jump on the dick of the Santas. That's what they're going to do, which I don't like. I'll be, I'll be upfront about that. I think he'd be essentially the conservatives of Obama. Uh, he's... Uh, He's great on a uh, state level, but in a uh, fucking federal level, he would be f- the fucking devil. And I hope to God that this is bullshit and Trump can fucking ride his way to power and we can keep fucking DeSantis where he is. And, you know, yeah. it'd be fucking glorious. That, but, that's my priority, too. But uh, I, I don't I don't actually agree with you that MAGA is just going to go, OK, now we're on DeSantis. Like, oh, they'll I be think, pissed. I, I get what you're getting. Yeah, at, my bad. But that, yeah. yeah. 
that, that's my matter, concern. But here's the problem. It doesn't matter what you like or don't like. If Trump goes down, DeSantis is running. I mean, there's no other. Here's oh, yeah, why. And here's why. It's what not whether I like it. Because, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm in Florida, so I want DeSantis to stay here till at least for another four more years when he, he runs down 2022 because he's been fucking great for me here. Like, he's been – me personally, it's been fucking – everything he's done has been awesome. However, um, I I wouldn't mind him running when he when he can't run to be governor here anymore after Trump. I'm fine with that. But they have no other option. It's either Trump or DeSantis. There's no third option that could win, in my opinion – not on the Republican side. I don't know of one. So if they take Trump out, you got DeSantis. I think DeSantis could win. Um, but oh, I think DeSantis could win. Oh, That's interesting. Crush. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm very surprised that you say that because I think there's uh, quite a few Republicans that would have a real chance because I think the Democrat side is in such tatters. Who? But here, I always ask this, and I get it. But who, like who, who do you think? Not who do I? Think? Okay, so this these are the people I think could actually beat a Democrat in a. In a popular election, oh, who's living, a breathing human. <laughs> who's the Democrat? Who's the Democrat though? Gavin. Let's say it's Gavin Newsom. Realistic. Yeah, Gavin. Gavin Newsom, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Kamala Harris. If she runs, I think well, all of these people. Okay, I, 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 she's not yeah, a real one. That's a okay, that's okay, a joke okay. one. <laughs> but I'm just saying those. The all three of those people are eminently beatable. Right. I I think even though I think that uh, DeSantis would run away with the primary to get the, the RNC yeah, yeah. nod. So I, I so believe this, that if, if, Trump, all, if Trump's doesn't run, yes, I that's, agree. That's what I'm saying. So this is all hypothetical, right. but I totally think that Rand Paul could beat those people. You don't think so. I first off. Yeah. I would love Rand Paul to beat those people, but yeah, no, me too. I don't think so. Oh, interesting. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. You want to know why Rand Paul has not made enough friends. Rand Paul's made a lot of enemies on the right where when he tries to run for that primary, they are going to, destroy they will focus all their energy on him they don't like him and you he think the right like, wing would undercut him i think the right would the right wing but would cut his legs off immediately he, he, wow. here's the question with that though to what extent and this has been like the past five years i think has been a really like i guess you could call it the quote unquote underground uh you know people are actually starting to see shit as they they are or as things are and not like what the elites want to tell you to what extent, say, Rand Paul does run, to what extent will, because I know what you mean, Royce, all the uh, Republican elites will come out against Rand. Yeah. They would, 100%. Now, to what extent has the right side of the, I guess you call them populist, whatever, individuals ro uh, rose in intelligence to be able to be like, no, fuck you. Uh, and to what extent will the elites have that kind of power? Well, well here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the thing with that. So here's the, I hear what you're saying, but the problem is, is that Rand Paul isn't Trump. Um, Trump was able to, even without, even with all the his entire right wing establishment against him, he he was he was something that outside of politics. This is a guy people knew. This is business guy. Rand Paul's Rand Paul. Rand Paul's not. You're not going to get a big populist push with Rand Paul like you are with. Even though I think Rand Paul has been fucking way better ideas than Trump for sure, in my opinion, yeah, and a lot sure. of things, but you're not going to get a big popular move because he's going to be Eddie Bauer sweater vest guy. And let I me, mean, let me give one, one minor pushback on that. I think yeah. that his, his work against Fauci has galvanized the, the anti-lockdown crowd in a way yes, that sir. could get a populist movement. Now I grant you it's nowhere near DeSantis. It's nowhere near Trump, but I don't think you have to have that much of a galvanized movement to take on the left in this next election, assuming it's not reinforced or whatever the fuck they call it. Welcome aboard top lofts to tell people who you are. Oh, what up, man? Job. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, Top Lobster. I'm just, I, I'm sorry, hopping in late, had some uh, kid issues, but they're, they're sleeping. So, oh, it's okay, man. It's <laughs> okay. Good. I wanted to compliment uh, Royce's point that um, Trump, for the last two years, I mean, part, part of his presidency, and then for the last year and a half or so, he has been an outspoken advocate of the vaccine, which has been like huge contention in the population. And still, like like you've been talking about today in the in the group chat and on Twitter, Clint, Clint's terrified that if if, uh, you know, Judge Judge Knapp is right and they perp walk him like half this country will go fucking bananas, even though, it, you know, in all in all reality, for people that remember things, we should kind of be holding him accountable for because he's he's a little responsible for the response to COVID that we've had. I, but I still, he's such a I, cult figure that it doesn't yeah. even matter. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the die easy MAGA people. I'm talking about the die hard MAGA people. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like he can he can fucking fill out like fifty thousand people stadiums and shit. And a lot like there is at least one percent of that stadium that is filled with good old boy like shit kicking chaw spitting gun toting <laughs> nutcases and i'm like well, i don't have any clue what those let, dudes would do let me touch well, on that real quick i think there is something to that <laughs> but i think it kind of ties into that, like we were talking about when i was mentioning the whole brandon caserta thing um i don't think the right in a genuine fashion would actually really antagonize or start any sort of civil war or something along those lines i think they would just get further entrenched in their position to fuck the feds and we're not going to cooperate with you but now I am also concerned. Now, do the feds take advantage of this and do fed shit and, you know, fed the, the shit the fuck up? You know what I mean? Like, and something along the lines of like, okay, see, uh, kind of the Brandon Caserta thing where it's kind of like, oh, look, here's this thing. And then come to find out, you know, a year later after the aftermath of whatever thing it is, uh, oh, that was complete bullshit. But we forget about that and shuffle it off because, oh, whatever, that's inconvenient, you know. And uh, let me put on my tinfoil yeah. hat real quick. <laughs> you tell you tell me that the FBI doesn't already have plans in the works for if if they perp walk Trump that they don't have a false flag ready to go. Like, well, me I mean, well, well, I mean, first off, I, I will look, I will look, I will agree that I do think Trump shouldn't get off the hook for all the all the shit he did with the vaccine. That really that that that's one of those things that has really stuck with me. Like he's missing. We'll we'll send the National Guard out there to shoot tranquilizers with the vaccine <laughs> in the people. And I'm like, okay, man, what the hell are you doing? And I agree. But my biggest thing is like, but I want, I don't want him to pay for some bullshit thing, right? Like, because my issue here is we're going to start doing with this, the FBI. Is this really what we're going to play? We're going to play whoever's in power is going to go after. We're going to become a banana republic. We're going to do right. what like Venezuela and shit does or, or the Ukraine or all these places. That's what worries me. Oh, dude, for sure. I mean, Dave Smith made that point on part of the problem today. He's yeah. like, he's like, look, I think that Trump behind, uh, you know, should spend the rest of his life behind bars for the war crimes that he, he, you know, helped propagate. Uh, but he, he also feels that way about Obama and George Bush and George right, Bush, right. all like go down the line. Um, but the problem is, is that if you're <laughs> if you're going to get him on a technicality or some shit that everybody else has done, that ultimately there's no victim really. I mean, who's the victim here? It, like, you have some documents. Oh, they got the documents back. No one, no foreign power got them. There's really no victim, right? right? So you're gonna you're gonna sink him for that. Well, Hillary, uh, you know, acid washed thirty three thousand documents. Uh, Obama allegedly had like thirty three million documents that that they withheld uh, after he left office, and it's like and all the hot dogs <laughs> and pizza, yeah, and pizza. Wait, I don't, 
What, what's that story about? I don't know. Well, don't, about, don't worry about it, Clint. Uh, we'll, tell you, we'll tell you later. It's a whole, it's a whole other fucking thing that's going to happen. So no. Bring that sweet, sexy pizza over here. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. This is not Tower Power. Oh. I don't want to. No, I, now I'm, I'm I'm putting the pieces together. I, yeah, I want my pizza to be 14 years old. 40,000 succulent hot dogs. <laughs> a lot of hot dogs, bro. That's a lot of hot dogs. How 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 overstated is it? Because like I I I I go back and forth on this. I'm like, all right, is 80 percent of our ruling elite a pedophile cult, or is it like 10 percent and those they just have 80 percent? Those are rookie numbers. You need to pump those numbers <laughs> up in this bracket. <laughs> because 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 on on my show today uh napolitano said that the the vast majority of our our representatives have dirt on them like he said this very yes plainly he like and and granted we've all thought this for the longest time but the fact that fucking judge knapp is saying it who's obviously got connections with a lot of these people just flatly he's like yeah Almost every politician in America has dirt on them, and it's it's held over their head by the FBI or the CIA or the military industrial complex. I don't know who, uh, all of them, all of the above, probably. And it's like, well, if that's the case, this is not a reformable system. I mean, like, if you have everybody, if everybody's scared to death that there's sh- like, I know Lindsey Graham's got a thousand videos of him in truck stops, obviously. So, you know, where do we go yeah. from here? Southern Dandy, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Oh my lord! Oh my lord! I'm gonna go check out the field workers today. I'm gonna get all heated up, bro. He's a big fan of the Navy. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting which Jackman brother, if it's Eric or Mike, but they do a great impersonation of uh, of Lindsay talking about putting suntan oil on the Navy soldiers. I'm gonna tell you, man. I mean, everything about Lindsey Graham is so amazing to me. It's it's like how. How can such a southern dandy be such an evil person? How does he like getting voted in? Like, well, I mean, I don't know. That's it's a weird. Question, it's honestly. a cartel, but it happens. Well, I'll tell you how he won last time because Trump endorsed him because that's what he does. Trump endorses horrible people and he puts people in charge that end up fucking him, like the FBI guy, for example, or you know, Bolton or every person he ever puts in power. So it's like, I mean, that's I keep, that's really what it is. I keep going back to Napolitano's interview because there was so much in it, but. He, he was talking about how, because I asked him point blank, I was like, if if Trump is being witch hunted, which is obviously Trump's position for six years straight, at, at some point in his administration, you would say, OK, I'm going to gut this motherfucker. Like, I'm going to I'm going to clear out all of these people that are that are backstabbing me and undercutting me. And he never really did. I mean, he fired a handful of people, but he never he never did a, a whole house cleaning like, I mean, drain the swamp. That's what he fucking ran on. And and uh, Napolitano's stance was that he just didn't understand government. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like four, four years, you couldn't figure it out. Like I would have figured it out like I, a year and I, a half. I, I I would say that's part of it, but I would also add to that it's not only that. I think also Trump is so egotistical that he honestly thought he could change these people, these swamp monsters. I, I can fix her. Yeah, I can yeah. fix her exactly. These people are Trump is Trump is a hot chick and they're they're a bunch of you know meth addicts that need to borrow their EBT card. So he's like, I could fix them. Look, if I talk to them enough, they'll be like, I'm Donald Trump. And I think that they were like, I don't care who the yeah. fuck you he are. He thought the cult know? of personality would take over. I right. didn't work. That, that that works for votes, but once you're in Washington, it's a different ball game. 
Trump was based uh, weaponized midwittery is what he was. That's yeah. basically <laughs> like he. I'm not saying he's stupid, but he's also not a genius. He was also super based, and so like that kind of like worked to his advantage. And he's just like just this weaponized thing, just like hey, I have this fucking agenda. He didn't. He was kind of retarded about how he went about it in some ways, but. Yeah, I mean, he was the retarded we needed, you know. So, well, I think he's running. Uh, his what it seemed like he his new campaign was running on is like gutting the government. That's what he's yeah, been talking he about. Been saying that a lot. You're well, right. that's what that's what that Axios article came out, and they they were framing it in this like super negative way, and I was like. Oh my God! I may have to not vote for Dave Smith. If this is actually his platform. Like, holy shit! This is incredible. Um, but uh, see, this is the problem, though. I don't have any faith that he would do it. Say, say all the charges against him are trumped up, and they they get dropped, and he ends up running, and he ends up winning. Do you have any faith that Trump is actually in his second term? He's going to be like, it's time. You're about to pay a price for fucking with well, me. Like, I, I, I don't see it. I think he all, might. I think he I'll, might burn it down. All his okay. charges. All his charges are hemmed up. I think is what you meant to say. And um, no, but but look, even if they are like the, the problem with the problem with Trump is I don't there, if I look back, there's some things Trump did that I'm like that that is to me blows my mind that no other president has done. Like we did not get into another active war. He needs he should be given credit for that. Not only that, we de deescalated. We, we were like, we're not doing this anymore because that to me was one of the biggest things. And I was like, we got to fucking get out of there. We got to stop. And, he, and, to, and to his credit, he did. Uh, yep. Even though everyone's telling him, no, we need five million more people there or whatever. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. But then, like I said, then there's the other side of it with the whole vaccine thing where you're like, what are you doing, man? And it doesn't even bother me that he did what well, bothers me that he did that. But even if after that, if he would have even come out and goes, look, I was wrong. Look, I was wrong. I I wanted this to work. And now I'm finding out that I may. He's never going to do that. But my point is that I would even have more respect to be like, look, at least he's admitting to the fact that he got fooled because everybody was in a panic. You know, yeah, but, he but, has see, it. but every you, time you, he talks, he's like, I invented the vaccine in my bathroom. Baron saw me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And obviously he read it for that because he's taken victory laps for the past fucking year and a half over the vaccine. But but my my point would be like, it's such an easy pivot. Just go yeah. like I was advised during a crisis that this was the best way to get our economy reopened and get us back on our feet. It was like, this is what I was being advised by all of the top advisors in every establishment within the government. And what I have realized now is that there is a huge problem with the bureaucracy across the board. And I assure you that I will remedy that issue if given a second term. Like, that is such an easy pitch, but he won't fucking make it. And I don't understand why. You're just asking for him to be this focused missile, which he's not. He's just this retarded, yeah. like, fucking shotgun spray um, I, I don't know. There, I do think there is something to a second term Trump. I don't, I don't know because there's not, there nothing to lose. You know, he's not doing that, Clint, because he doesn't have to. Look around you. He could, like, like he said, he could, he could literally stab somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and you would still love him. And he's right. He's fucking right. Like when, when I, when I like have a political debate with someone, and I, I try to see how stupid they are, I say, if given the opportunity to put uh, Trump in the White House right now or keep Biden, what would you do? Like to the people who who say, well, I'm neither left nor right, this kind of shit. And they'll say, uh, oh, if, if they say keep Biden, I just I stand up and I walk away because that's not <laughs> it's just not a realistic answer. Like your life is verifiably worse in every measure under this president right now, everything that's going on. So oh, it's but, horrific. Yeah. But but 
a lot of the reasons that our fucking country is in shambles is because of Trump's failings. You know, like I can't I can't separate the two. And I know I know you're absolutely right. The vast majority of of American voters are like goldfish and like all oh, the oh, inflation's bad now well this is 100 percent on joe biden it has nothing to do with the seven trillion that was printed in the last year of trump's presidency i grant you that however from like the the quasi-intelligent right-wing voter which I'll, I'll classify all of us in that category it would mean a lot to us for trump to come out and say that and because you've already said he can't lose his base no matter what he does so it's a net like there is no loss. There's no downside here. Just come out and say, I was deceived because I had a hundred people that were all working alongside me, all telling me the same lies in unison. And I will remedy that issue. And like, and, 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 but, but like, even with all his failings, even with everything that I'm saying, like you said, if you were to ask him, would you rather keep Biden or Trump? You don't have to finish the sentence. Trump, Trump, hundred percent Trump better for the economy. I'm, I look, I understand that the last year of his presidency was not Fuck the that. best was not <laughs> the best is the best way to say it but that being said the everything was better and it was because of some of the things that he was doing and we were energy independent because that was a big push and he really was wanting to making sure that we're going to fucking drill and we're going to we're not going to rely on everybody else and then now we're like we're, we're going and begging Saudi Arabia to give us to give us oil so yeah i mean i take that a million times or everything like i said there's not there's not a a perfect candidate but at this point in reality and i think the truth of the matter is guys we're just buying ourselves time every yeah. time we go we're gonna get a trump maybe get a desantis or whatever 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 we're just buying ourselves four more years five more years and we, you can you can only i agree you can only put duct tape on it so much because we're we're broken like we are we are we are broken in our core. Like you meant this. We started this show with you saying, like, if Trump is perp walked, it's going to get bad. And Fuck it's yeah, going it to get in, in a way that people aren't going to be able to that we've never seen. I don't think that we've ever seen in this country since the Civil War. And it's going to get really bad. And 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 then what? There's not going to be a politician in the world that's going to be able to fix that. You know, okay, no. conspiracy theory. Uh there was people in the in the Biden administration that were memeing dark Joe Biden, you know that uh yeah, yeah, yeah. that one there. Yeah, and then the next day Trump gets raided, right? Yeah. And the day after that or maybe today, Twitter release uh they release like their new terms of, terms of service that they're going to be implementing uh for the the November elections, the midterms, which are like what, 2 months away, 2 and a half months. And if they move quick, which they I, I don't know, man, if they perp walk him before the election, if they can do that, if they can move the chain along that quick, January 6th, it will have an actual January 6th and then they'll have, I, I don't know, th things just, it looks very strange to me. It looks very strange, like something is being set up or stirred up for another very weird event. This this is why I, I was so nervous after that interview with Napa. I was like, I was like, this this has all of the makings, like if they actually have the goods and if they actually pursue him as aggressively as they possibly can and let's be honest the fbi would be gleeful to throw trump in, in cuffs and perp walk his ass if they do that before the midterms like whether those whether those charges even hold up you would have such an outrage from the right wing that i don't think and i mean i think that they would they would flip out then you have all of the justification to have some sort of like i don't know 
delayed election. I, like anything's possible. Like this, it really gets into the territory where like it's total new precedent. No and one's ever dealt with it. They're shit. already telling you that you can't question whatever happens. Exactly. So, Today you, they came out and said, you, said hey, the status quo though is is that it's going to be a, a bloodbath, like a, a right wing takeover, right? Yep. But now I have this left wing organization, deep state organization, telling me that I cannot, I cannot question the outcome, the outcome. of it. So yep. I'm saying, what the fuck are you talking about? Which, which, by the way, yeah. just last week there was uh, a leak from Veritas demonstrating that the, I think it was the CDC, it was some government entity. I think it was the CDC that was instructing Twitter on what was bannable content, and they were telling people which accounts to ban. So we already know that the First Amendment violations are crystal clear. The government is telling Twitter, and if they're telling Twitter, you know damn well they're telling every other social media platform exactly who and what to ban. We don't have any semblance of free speech on these platforms, and we should because they aren't private businesses. This is a key thing that libertarians have to wrap their heads around. Yeah. So now, today, they come out and they say, if you question the outcome of this upcoming election, we will ban your ass. I mean, it is like yeah, I am I was, well, deep well, down. You, the you brought up the Twitter thing. You brought up the Twitter thing, and here's what's happening. Because, like I said, I got two strikes yesterday. I just got another strike today. I've seen this before. I've been doing this YouTube stuff long enough. I've seen this before. It's coming again. Mm. We're gonna have another mass wipe of people from Twitter, from YouTube, of any people that disagree with this stuff. You're gonna see. They're gonna find flimsy reasons to start kicking you off. I got a strike because they said I was spam. I got another strike today because I played a news video. That a news video that had a kid in it, and then I got in trouble with the news video still up on YouTube. Whatever, but there's going to be dumb little reasons. You, people are going to start losing their accounts again. They're going to start disappearing people again. And by the way, you're going to see a lot more people, a lot more people getting sued for what they're saying, like what happened to Alex Jones, because nobody cares about what happens to Alex Jones. It's what always what happened when they kicked him off every platform. When he's like, "Yeah, what an asshole," and I'm like, "They're going to do it to everybody." Then they did it to everybody. What they did to him now. They're going to do to us to us, too. So it's not even we're getting to the point there. It's not even like you're not allowed to question. You're going to kick off social media. We're getting to the point now. If you question it, we'll sue you and you will win. We'll win. We just won. We'll do it again. So, yeah, that's what's happening. And, but, and, it, but, and it's, not, it's not even like Alex docks these families either. He, like, do he, anything. he just he just talked about it. And it's like I, I, I'm of the belief that if you're going to question like anything in this country, mm -hmm. you should be allowed question. Now, if you're going to make accusations and dox people, that's different. I, I think that, that you could actually justify or, or, you know, there is there is a case to be made that that's too dangerous, especially if you're talking to millions of people and you say, hey, this person, you know, is a uh, whatever the actor and their they're, they're kids still alive and this is where they live. Like, OK, that's that's too far. But that's not what he did. He didn't the do anything near that. And the they're going to hit him with New York. 50 did million. That. She just did that to her opponent. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just like slandered him, called him a right wing Trump supporter, basically a Nazi. And then she said, he'll also be here. And then someone showed up with a knife. That's fine. That's acceptable. Just not right. the other way. Well, and Rachel Maddow, like the, the lunatic that went and shot up the congressional baseball game uh, years ago in his like, you know, his online presence, he was all about Rachel Maddow. So like, is does she have culpability there? Did the congressional representatives get to sue her? No. Obviously. So this is this is the real problem. And and this is the thing that I think most uh, has inflamed the right wing is that they have finally come to terms with the fact, many of them, not all, unfortunately, that there is this is a two tier justice system. And it's like you're either down with the, the regime or you're a dissident. And and 
unfortunately for the right wing and unfortunately for libertarians, we've been all like that. This is why there's an alliance between us, because we're all in this fucking boat together. They have labeled all of us domestic extremist terrorists, potentially, you know, just because we oh, yeah. rock like a flag we're not supposed to. And and I just think that like this, this is why I'm so concerned that if they realize that there is no peaceful political solution to this stuff, then crazy shit starts to pop off. On the Alex Jones thing, I do want to bring up, if you genuinely are like, oh, my God, like, actually start digging into some shit. Like, I've done over seven hours. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, no, I've done over <laughs> seven hours. Life. <laughs> I've done over seven hours in the Oklahoma City bombing, and I had an expert that has all the shit backed up with sources. And it goes so fucking deep that they're probably going to be another probably four or so hours before we're done covering it. And then you want to tell me something as pivotal as Sandy Hook is not to be questioned. You're out of your fucking mind. Like there's so much shit that when you start digging into, um, you know, fucking project or Operation Mockingbird, fucking Northwoods, uh, fucking MK Ultra, all shit that was fucking confirmed. And then you want to say, oh, my God, this pivotal, uh, pivotal, 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 pivotal fucking gun control moment happens with some weird shit going on. I'm not I'm not convinced one way or another with Sandy Hook thing, but I'm telling you, there's some weird fucking shit there. I said this today on my show that I said this today on my show. Alex Jones has said a lot of quote unquote crazy things since he since he started. He said a lot of stuff from the very beginning for public access or whatever. And they get him on the Sandy Hook thing. Why? Let me ask you a question. Didn't they accuse Alex Jones not too long ago of stirring people up and somebody was crazy person wanted to comment ping pong pizza with a gun? Remember that whole thing? And that kind of went away. Why don't you go after him for that? Oh, because you don't want people asking questions about that one, right? Oh, interesting. See, there's ones that you don't want people to, you know, there's other ones you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah, this, crazy. this is a great point. I have because to make this. this because now what you're doing is you're using dead children to be like, what an evil man. But here's the thing he did that happen in 2012. It wasn't until Alex Jones goes, I like this Trump guy that all of the sudden it was like, can you believe this man? What he said four years ago? Sure. Even even since he said that Hollywood had him in movies, he was he was so funny guy that was crazy conspiracy guy going on Opie and Anthony and all that stuff to joke around with them. That was fine. But then the moment he went against the machine and the moment he goes, they go, wait, how many views does he have on YouTube? Wait, how many people are watching him? Oh, man, that could actually kind of tilted election a little bit then they were like you're not allowed to exist anymore alex and then when he was kicked off he started making money without their system and they yeah. were like you cannot you're not allowed to do that either they hate that yeah. the most it's, i think, hate, I think people need to I, I think people need to realize too like i know a lot of the diehard joe rogan fans got really mad at him for leaving uh youtube to go to spotify right but talk about prescient Joe Rogan would, would have been nuked from YouTube 100%. Had he done those yeah. interviews over those past two and a half years about COVID? Like, real quick uh, side story. I, I hadn't checked my Spotify account in a while, and I, and I looked, and the last, like, 25 episodes I've done, they didn't, they didn't used to put up these, uh, these warnings, like, learn more about COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. They didn't used to put that shit up on my account. They put it up on other people's account, but not mine. Now my show's gotten, gotten a little bit bigger. Like, 20 of my last 25 episodes have learned more about COVID-19. So like this, it's, it's wild, but at least on Spotify, they're just throwing up this warning and they're letting you say whatever you want. Whereas on YouTube, you know, you're gone. Oh shit. I just looked at my Spotify. You're right. I've ever looked at my Spotify. Learn more go. about COVID-19. Learn more about COVID-19. <laughs> Learn more about COVID-19. 
When did I, this happen? I, I wanted to touch real quick on something Roy said with the whole uh, fucking like pushing on the kids thing with the whole Sandy Hook thing. Yeah. Um, I think people need to realize they're going to push on your emotional sensibilities, the powers that be. Uh, to keep the bring up OKC thing again, that was the big thing that kept the official narrative going was the fact that they the part of the thing was that they blew up a daycare as well in the Oklahoma yep. City bombing. And so anytime you go, oh my God, there's more to the story, the official narrative is bullshit. You're like, what are you trying to say? The feds killed kids? And it's like, well, maybe. Uh, you yeah. know, like, but you're, but you're, but you're also not allowed to talk about the the children that they incinerated one year earlier at Waco. Can't yeah, talk. And then, and then they blame Benghazi in a YouTube video, and then you're not allowed to question them. Right. Remember that? They were like, oh, they, they were mad because of a YouTube video. Oh, is that why? <laughs> yeah. so That's crazy. the reason? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you're All right, right, guys. I got to bounce. Uh, I got to right, actually get laid tonight. So, uh, <laughs> live, live your best life, man. Uh, and, and one other point I wanted to make is that the uh, the the reason that they're they're trying to get Trump on on these like documents, things and shit like that. And, and Dave, Dave Smith said I'm part of the problem today. He was like, look. I want to see Trump in, in prison just as much as I want to see basically any other president. The reason they can't get Trump on any of the things that we actually would like to see him punished for is because it's that opens up the precedent to war crimes and you know all the all the other things that like our our presidents have historically consistently committed war crimes and and they they just can't charge anybody with that. So they're going like anybody that that is going to be um at that high level of power and actually pay any consequences, it's going to be over trivialities. Boy, it is a joke. It's a joke. What they're trying to get them for is, is I, every president guarantee you, I, I will put my money on it has done something similar or if not worse when they've left the white house, it's what they all do. Everybody knows it. And it's kind of been one of those things that's been understood that mm -hmm. they've probably done forever. And now they're doing something like, well, we're going to get him. Um, the, why investigate him for something so trivial? Because I don't think they're going to be able to do anything with the January 6th stuff, not Clearly, to get him. Yeah. But I think with this technicality, like you said, with this little error, they'll be like, well, if 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 A and B happens and he can't run. Yep. Let me ask you guys. So, yeah, it's so they're saying like that, that he might have names or some classified information that he that he took from the White House or whatever. Um, it, Let's say that is true and he denies it. What do you what do you think this what happens that, there? That gets real dicey because his supporters, including myself, would probably buy the argument that they planted this shit on me. I didn't actually. Yeah, oh, I it. believe that. Me too. Yeah, but yeah, so, it's very possible that he did take something. I, I mean, know. I know this is the problem. So so then we end up in this this kind of gray area where like they're saying he committed this grievous crime. We're saying, well, that's not that grievous, but also we don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't believe well, him because because a couple months ago they went and they visit that and they tweet they, they told them what they had in there and they looked at it yeah, and they go okay no problem yep. and then they then now they come back and go you're not allowed that that, that happened right do you guys so, remember in the final days of his administration he sent somebody over to NSA headquarters one of his like his people that was close to him man I forget the story but he sent them over there and they had like some some direction or something like that. The guy was in there for a few hours and then was escorted out. And it's like, what are you doing? You're, like, it was your last day in office. So, like, there was some weird things that were happening towards the end of that administration that either didn't make sense or he was – I don't know what he was in. So, well, see, here's, yeah. here's the thing that I, that I find fascinating. If I was Donald Trump and I had the deep state coming after me for five years straight, because at the time it was five years, now it's been six – 
you're you bet your damn ass that I'm gonna go get some documents that incriminate these people so I can use it as leverage to try and keep myself alive. Like I would absolutely do that. However, once I had those documents, I wouldn't keep them in my fucking house in Mar-a-Lago. You know, like I'd be like, I'm gonna scan these things. I'm gonna put them in some dead man's drop boxes. So like, you know, like. You but I just don't I know. Worry about? I don't know if he's on that level. You know what I worry about? Really, really thinking about conspiracy theories, and this is what I really worry about. So here's your problem, right? Okay, you're going after this president. You're not letting him live his life outside of the White House. You're going after me, but you're doing is unprecedented. And everybody, everybody knows it. But now you're also dealing with somebody who has literally every single secret that every president, every single secret in the world you have. There's only one way to make sure that that person doesn't say anything. And mm. it's probably going on a convertible thing that you're dealing with now because there's always been a gentleman's agreement, no matter who the president is. And I really believe this in my heart where it's like, look, you could destroy us. We can kill you. You go do your thing. We'll do our thing. Everybody moves on. And that's why all these presidents later all go to softball games together, even though they supposedly hated each other and they'll hang out on Ellen. Because now they're all part of the mechanisms and they're all part of they're all part. And I get that. But now what you're doing now is really dangerous because there's only one way to shut them up. And I'm not trying to make a crazy conspiracy theory. I'm not. But what happens? You shut him down. He can't run again. He goes, I'm going to make a YouTube video today. And it's going to be about here's what that here's what's that, here's here's what's at Area 51. Here's who killed JFK. Here's who here's the things that we've done. Here's the countries that we've taken over that we didn't tell people we took over. Here's pop 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 and be like, now what? Right. You, Have you guys you watch right? the boys? You ever see that show? Oh, I love the boys. Yeah, That's in great. the latest season, they put uh Homelander, who is Superman, in this kind of a situation. Yep. They, they've been flirting with doing this. And I'm not saying Trump is Superman, but Homelander right. has the ability to just fucking wreck shop. And they keep putting in a, him in a position with where his back is up against the wall. And it's like, well, what do you think? What what do you think is gonna happen if you if you checkmate this guy? There's no such thing as checkmate. He has a nuclear button. And like for, for him, it's in his eyes. For Trump, right. who knows what it could be? It's a very dangerous game. And uh, <laughs> that, that's an interesting analogy, though, because I view it the opposite way. I view the Superman character, the, the Homelander character is our deep state. And they they have the capacity yeah. to do some really wild shit, way wilder than what Donald Trump's capable of. And that opinion. was that was before during Trump's administration. They he was definitely putting them against the wall and they were very True. uncomfortable. And which is why he didn't get a second term. And among other things, January 6th probably happening. Now it's kind of reversed. They. I think the deep state ultimately holds way more power. Obviously, they have the institutionalized, uh, exactly. you know, the yeah, the weaponized institutionalism of the. They, entire they have government. the laser eyes, you know. <laughs> yeah, but government. I mean, uh, Trump. What does Trump have? Why are they so worried about this second term? I, th that's what I don't understand. This is what I. This is what I've been asking myself for fucking five years straight now. Yeah. Why is Trump so feared? Because he hasn't done any of the things that I would love to see him do. He's just kind of like this haphazard you know, wrecking ball that went through the white house, but he didn't, he didn't really wreck shit. He like, he may, he may have wrecked decorum and he may have wrecked a, you know, a hand like the media, but like, he didn't like, he didn't do what Ron Paul would have done. Had he been president, like Ron Paul would have fucking really wrecked shit. So I don't know. It's weird. And, and real quick, I just want to say for the boys thing, by the way, soldier boy did nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, and I will stand by that soldier boy. This is what the left always tries to make these people yes. bad guys. And I'm like, and actually, Sol soldier boy, R Kelly, Michael Jackson, yeah. We, I mean, we can just go on and on, but go, go but I, look, I Soldier Boy did nothing wrong. I'll tell you what Soldier Boy did. Soldier Boy was a was a fucking he was a G. All right. 
and he took it and he got into fucking cuck Homelander's face and's like, get out of here with you and your wife's kid. And I'm <laughs> like, oh shit, bro. All right. Soldier boy all day. But no, I, I was I but I but I, I do agree with like I, I do believe this is a zero-sum game, in my opinion. I, I think this is a zero-sum game because what's happening now is going to lead to something really bad to the extent of that we don't know. And I believe that you you go, okay, you, you take away his legacy, you take away Trump's legacy, what he says next, what happens? What he says next is you all turned against him, and when he says next and he starts spilling the beans on all you motherfuckers, yeah, I'm sure you probably have stuff on him, but you've that's it. You've used all your ammo, you know. Now right. what? Well, now but if gotta, they if yeah. if they had a lot on him, mm-hmm. it would have fucking come up over the past six years of investigations oh, yeah. and spying yeah. and everything else. It's like like I, I don't think that Trump's like super clean either. I think he's probably done some shady business dealings and stuff because if you're a fucking construction, if you're a, a real estate developer in New York, there's no way you haven't. Yeah, but my bombs. point is he's not Clinton dirty where there's bodies. Oh, you know course. what I mean? No, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's not clean, but he's also not dirty like our normal yeah. political there's establishment. Is. Two levels of corruption. You have uh, you have like lizard people, pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be ruled by them? <laughs> or do you want to be ruled by the mafia? I, I'm being dead serious. Bro, I'm mafia dude, yeah. then. Mafia then. Mafia Thank you. 100%. All day. Every yeah. time the mafia at least kept their fucking neighborhood clean. Sure, yeah. some people you know got killed and thrown in the ocean or whatever. Well, for but... the most part, they kept the family out of it. So no, it's like, right. hey man, I'll take no the women, no children. You know? Yeah, the, the mafia has way better. The mafia really <laughs> does have way better morals in the government does it's insane to me yeah. when you think about that but it's true because not your family though you know and they actually would take care of your kids the government kills you and your kids and then tells you it was your fault for not wearing the mask enough they don't uh, kill you kids they they just fuck them well and, and, and then, and well, then they pass- that's how you make more trans people <laughs> allegedly i don't know my apologies <laughs> to elliot page <laughs> and we're banned. <laughs> uh, sorry. Jesus hey man, I'm bad luck. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I feel I feel responsible. But it's okay. It's okay. We're gonna wrap it there. Uh everybody yeah, go go pick up a Liberty Lockdown shirt over at toplobster.com. Oh, look at him. He's rocking, he's rocking the Clint face. I love it. Uh and please go subscribe to Revenge of the Sis. Royce, tell people where they can follow you. Well, normally youtube.com slash revenge of the sis we're live monday through friday from four to six but for the next seven days because of my strike we'll be live on odyssey we'll be live on rumble we'll be live on twitter and all the other places just search for revenge of the sis you really can't miss us but don't miss the show it's it's a lot of fun and these it's really good aren't going to keep us down for as long as i don't know man i'm trying to be positive <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's your what's your twitter twitter handle oh at hippo juice film one word, all one wait, one word. Wait, I gotta ask why. Okay, so a long time ago. Sorry, um, I just got no, it's fine. Like, no, I don't care. A long time ago, um, we we used to do a, another podcast, and it was just a stupid name that we had come up with. It was just a dumb name. We used a comedy podcast, and um that became my Twitter handle when like Twitter started. So I've always had it, and I'm like, I guess I could change it, but I'm like, at this point, I've had it for so long, you know. I like Luckily, it. by the way. <laughs> Luckily, by the way, until I get kicked off of there too for no shit, dude. Calling Nikki Frieda cunt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have hit stop bitch on this. Backed out of my interview. That bitch backed out of my interview. You pussy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Everybody, go pick up a shirt from uh, uh, toplobster.com. And if you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. We are out. Hey.
Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood, lefties lyrical feminine A typo in Luke might bring the nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcast sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running out, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky Smooth Tom was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic a ripper 59 Mods to ratio that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought you've always got a home The virus is scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this don't get treated like a hoe